You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Well, Michael, if you... If Michael seems a little muffled to you guys, it's because he's wearing a full Miles Morales mask right now. And actually, that's the song that got our uh, Into the Spyverse review actually taken down by Sony. So don't sing that too much. Just shh. Well, it's me singing it, not the... Yeah, yeah. The, but they're going to pick it up with some kind of algorithm watch. Well, there's a lot of fuckery going on with Sony. Yeah. We got some things to talk about this week, but I think the most important thing is Spider-Man. Why? Why, Sony? Why, Disney? And... I gave a lot of shit to Sony when the when the news first broke on my yes, Instagram you did. page. Yes, you did. Lots Cause of shit. Because you were trash. Yeah, I was real upset. My first reaction was like, ooh, I'm that not- fucking Sony took it back. Ooh, they just wanted that money. That's all it's about. It's not about the... Took the, it back. They owned it. <laughs> no, no. But they made a deal with Disney, and the, 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 the creative integrity is compromised when there's so much groundwork that's been laid in the MCU. And for all to be ripped out by what I thought was just Sony's greed... And then more news started coming out, and it was like, oh, it's also that mouse. <laughs> Not also, it's solely. It's, it's mostly that. It's both. It, it, it's all companies. It's all about money, so it's really both of them. But it's, in terms of who, who had a deal on the table, who honestly should have just taken it when you look at the big picture of, I, I didn't take into account all, and we're going to get this in news, I guess. But, I can't breathe. Yeah, because you're over here wearing a Moss Brown's fucking mask. <laughs> um... I didn't really take it into account, but all of the information about uh, the, the merchandising rights they have and how that basically is more than how much the movies make. And Disney just didn't want all... They already get 100% of that. But then on top of that, they also wanted 50% of the movie profits. We will talk about... Shut the fuck up. Hey, look. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there now. I think that on a completely like creative level... They deserve that 50%. Because honestly, the only reason Spider-Man is as big as he is right now, the only reason why people are talking about him and are excited about the franchise is because of Marvel Disney. But for the sake of having Spider-Man in the MCU, motherfuckers, just take the deal! (laughs) Just take the 25%, you greedy-ass mouse! Deal or no deal. Weren't we just talking about the fact that Disney wants to own everything? Oh man, we were just over here trying to speculate after Far From Home what the future of Spider-Man was going to be in the MCU. He was queued up to be the next Tony Stark, and this is what happens, man. Mr. <laughs> Snapped it away. Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. I don't so feel good. so good. <sighs> it was a prediction of the future. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into that when we get into the news. There's a lot of fallout from that we got to discuss, and what's going to mean for the future of the MCU, and what's going to mean for the future of the what's Spider-Man gonna, franchise. Yeah, Gonna be for the future of the Sony verse. Oh fuck that Sony verse! 
Because I also you say that, but Venom made money, so it's like, <sighs> are they really gonna hurt? I don't care if they're gonna hurt. I'm gonna hurt Michael. <laughs> it's not about them. It's not about that mouse. It's not about the Sony or their super Sony verse. It's about me and the fans. We're hurting from this. The kids are the ones that suffer in divorce, Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. It really is. Yeah. Mommy, Daddy, why are you Real, fighting? Why are you fighting? <laughs> we had it all. We had it all, man. Is it my fault? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> like Venom shit. If if we didn't fucking all go see Venom just to even see if it was bad, I think Sony would have at least taken that deal with 50%. Because like, well, they emboldened them to be like, no. Nah, I nah. feel the opposite. I feel like if Venom made, if Venom flopped, that would embolden them even more to want Spider-Man back. Really? Yeah, because at least they're like, because you, you could see that Sony already wants to do their own thing yeah. separate from the MCU. And if the one chance that they tried to do something different ended up failing, they probably would have been like, okay, well, this is our only franchise. Give it back. Like, we're doing this di- with this huh. Marvel deal. It's interesting. Because I actually think the opposite. I, I, that same information, but I assume that they'd be like, oh, well, our only real attempt at this failed with the Solo Venom movie. So now we know that if we try again with Spider-Man, we might not be able to do, we might be able to make results. We might actually lose money with Spider-Man. So let's let's keep that Disney partnership because we know it's a proven formula. Because I also because I feel like with for the most part, as much as we as much as we shit talk the Sony Spider-Man, most of their Spider-Man movies have made no less than seven hundred million dollars. That's still a lot of money. Granted, they want more. It is, yeah. But they still made a profit. Yeah. And so. I'm looking at it from the standpoint where it's like, okay, well, we know our Spider-Man franchises make money. We tried to do this Venom property, didn't really do anything. We know Spider-Man is a proven property. Take it back mm. and let's get all the all the profits from it instead of sharing it and co-opting it with Marvel. That's a good point. I guess I'm just the fan like, but you know, <laughs> Spider-Man belongs with the Avengers. Stan Lee would have wanted it this way. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about some. Stan oh Lee yeah, stuff. I heard about the Stanley oh, stuff yeah, too. We'll I was like, oh Stan man, <laughs> this. I feel real bad about that Sony post I made. <laughs> I'm not sure what to believe, but yeah, we'll see about that for news. Clearly, we're passionate about the news this 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 episode, but we got some other things to talk about, Michael. Other things that you're passionate about that you kind of uh, made me interested in, which is the new movie that came out, Ready or Not, which I like to call the White Get Out. <laughs> The Fugees. Yeah. They Ready just, or not. They took the Fuji song and made it to a movie. <laughs> Here I come, gonna find you. But yeah, it's a new horror movie. Well, like I said, I think, personally, I feel like it's the white get out where it's, you're trying I mean, to escape from think, a... I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, just in terms... It's not like literally the white get out, but in terms of it being completely centralized about around a white family and a person that is not part of the family trying to escape from said family in said house. So... Very tentatively. There's a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, off the heels of Get Out, that's all I'm thinking about when I think of like a home invasion movie. It's not even a home invasion. It's a escape from a crazy family movie. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you haven't seen the trailers for that, get ready for our full review. Michael, I, I don't think I've ever had you make like a, a bold statement like that, like proclaiming how much you love the movie. So I was I was really moved by that. I was like, "Oh my god, you must you must really like think this is amazing." Not even Crawl, which we both agreed Crawl was a perfect vision. No, I like, but you saw Crawl before me. That's true. That's true. So I guess that was you trying to get me motivated to go see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't remember the last time you were like, "Oh my god, I loved it." Like usually you try and keep your cards under the table in terms of if you like something or not. So, I was very much like, "Ooh, you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention." 
Did I agree with Michael? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hold off for that. Um, let's see. What else we got to talk about? We got anime of the week. Uh, I didn't watch Fire Force. You didn't watch Young Justice. I mean, neither of us watched Young Justice. But we do have Demon Slayer and Dr. Stone. Well, I saw a minute of Young Justice. Oh, a whole minute. Two minutes. Two you minutes. You want to talk about those two minutes? No. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll watch Fire Force and... Not Fire Force. Uh, Dr... Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone and Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer, I saw. Um, but before we get into all that, we have iTunes review. <laughs> Not su, just singular, yeah. but we do have a new one. Um, and actually, no, I take it back. It's not a new one. It's actually from our... Oh, no, it is new because it's from someone that left an email last week. Uh, it's from Ball7. It's a five-star review. Ball says... Is there a Ball6? It's like the Dragon Balls. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We need balls one through six to yeah. also write in. Uh, leave an iTunes review. And then we have all seven balls together. We can make we a can wish. Make a wish yeah. <laughs> For more listeners and yeah. more rev- new reviews. Yeah, we're, uh, you said it correctly. Hey, Jordan and Michael. First time in a long time. Oh, first time slash long time. My name is Bio Ade. Remember the African listener from last week? Uh-huh. Who I was scared I was going to butcher his name. Oh, I'm sorry. Dio Ade. He says bio here but i guess it was a typo i just wanted to so say wait, was i right i think i said ade i don't remember remember you said how do you i don't remember i don't remember either <laughs> well, let's see what he says uh i'm also nigerian well american born nigerian and when i heard you pronounce wait what oh i just wanted to say that jordan did pronounce dio ade's name correctly wait wait is this not the same person my name is bio ade I just wanted to say that Jordan did pronounce Dayo Ade's name correctly the first time. I'm also Nigerian. Oh, so this is a different person. This is a different person. Just a Wait. very similar name. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, American-born Nigerian, and when I heard you pronounce his name correctly, I was proud of you. It's pronounced phonetically Dayo Ade, and both first and last names are shortened for the English tongue to pronounce. Anyway, I love the content y'all provide, and I often feel like I'm a secret host of the show because I agree with most of what y'all say, contrary to the populace. (laughs) We got one! Uh, By the way, you do have a lot of African listeners. We're just all stereotypically working slash studying our butts off to have any time to write reviews as much as we want to, lol. Uh, Well, at least you're productive. That's the the plus side. I'm not productive at all. (laughs) Yeah, me either. So you're you're doing good. Keep up the great content. Uh, keep the great content coming. Stay nerdy, my blurties, and go beyond plus ultra. You know the rest. Thanks, ball. Okay, so this is not Dio Ade. This is Bio. this is Bio Ade. I hope that's pronounced right because I'm just assuming it's pronounced the same way, just with a different letter in the beginning. Wow, you guys should meet. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a lot of things to discuss. <laughs> like what? Uh, hey. <laughs> We have almost the same first yeah. name. <laughs> I'm Dio, you're Bio. <laughs> and if we fuse together, we make Vegito. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bio, thank you so much for the email or the iTunes review. And thank you for letting us know that we did pronounce that name right. Very rare. I thought for sure I butchered that name, though. So thank you. Let's see. We have emails. So let's get into emails before we get into the topics of the week. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Okay, so our first email comes from Robin Ekblad 
Spider-Man No More. Oh, we're going to get a lot of these, Michael. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi again, guys. Love the last episode. You guys went full out. Sure you're not a little gay, Jordan? Eh. <laughs> hey, I, I was the first one to be like, well, if I like... I mean, if, I think trans women are attractive. That makes me bi, right? Michael was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it technically makes you straight because trans women are women. I was like, oh, okay. So Te- yeah, tech and technical is. Yeah, and, keep in mind this is Michael a gay man saying this. So again, <laughs> I even said it in the last podcast. Ask a woman that she'll be like, gay. <laughs> well, most women, most women was don't believe in male experimentation too. Like you could be, like women could experiment with anybody, and they're still oh, I'm still straight. But the moment That's a, a good point. That's the a moment a guy standard. said, "Oh yeah, high school, I tried it. I didn't like it, but I tried it." So you're, so, gay. you're gay. It's uh, like, but I just said I didn't like it. Wow. You're still gay. Wow, double standards, Michael. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a really good point. Uh, yeah, Robin Ickblad, don't put me in a box. <laughs> and Michael, you should definitely watch My Hunter if you haven't started yet. In my opinion, the best crime show. I saw that on Netflix. Have you started watching that? No. I remember you saying you wanted to. Yeah. I'm also interested. In I have movies on my DV, on my shelf that I don't want to watch that I haven't gotten to yet. So, <laughs> okay. Who knows when I'll get to Mindhunter? <laughs> okay. Well, we can't answer this question yet. He, he basically just straight out asked us to talk about the topic. Now, what do you think about the Marvel versus Sony news? Sorry for spoiling the news, Michael. Who is the biggest loser? Or is it just a negotiating stunt to turn fandom against one another? Love the podcast. No, we're not answering that. <laughs> yeah, well, we can answer who's the biggest loser. Who do you think loses more in this? Sony. Think so? Yeah. I think fans are the biggest losers. <laughs> God, what if they marvel just in terms of like... Well, yeah. They lose... Well, they, yeah, in, they that, as, all in that aspect, fans are the biggest losers, but I, I felt like he was talking about the studio. Well, when you say loser, do you mean like financially losing? Because definitely Sony. Marvel's not going to fucking miss a beat from this. No. But I will say they're losing the most in terms of they're sacrificing what they definitely were setting up to be. Oh, no. Like, I, I definitely think if this uh, Sony-Marvel split comes comes into fruition, like it's actually a done done deal. Seems that way. With the Kevin Feige yeah, that's and Tom what, it, seem, it seems that way. Then, yeah, I feel like Marvel will lose a lot more than people think they will just because they have all these properties. No, it's still... They're still gonna lose a, lose a bit. Like even some people are saying, I'm not not watching the Marvel movies anymore. Who the fuck is saying that? Somebody, <laughs> somebody said that it was like I only watch the Tom Holland stuff. That's the only thing I was interested in. Wow. I don't, I don't care about the the Avengers and all the other stuff. I only went to watch the Spider Man movies. Well, he is one of like 14 billion she. possibilities, or she's one of 14 billion possibilities. Because I, I I don't think anybody else is feeling that way. No. Yeah. She's the only. But I'm just saying she's. Yeah. I'm, she's I'm gonna keep watching. I, but it, of course I am. But. I think creatively, they definitely were. But setting you do, up, yeah, you lose something considering how how Spider Man Two ended. Yeah, how it was intricately how, tied in the Tony Stark's legacy forever. Yeah, like it was literally him passing the mantle almost into like the whole Far From Home was about. And then I'm also just like Tony wouldn't have fucking like died if not for if you, you to didn't be know around. you would be here. Or do you think about how Avengers Endgame, uh, the the uh, the scene in Avengers Endgame where the Tony was eventually originally like. No. Oh, yeah. I, my, my life is good. I got my second chance. I'm not going back. And he saw the picture. And then he saw the picture. And it's yeah. like, none of that matters anymore. Nope. <laughs> Never talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. But what was I going to say? Um, I don't remember what I biggest was about to loser? say. Biggest loser? Not even biggest uh, loser. It was something else. 
Um, well, he also asks about. Uh, I, I don't think this is true at all. Do you think it's a negotiating stunt to turn around to turn the fandom against one another? Definitely not that. No. At first, I thought that it was a a negotiating ploy by Dick. Because at first, you know, before the information came out about like what the actual details of the negotiations were, I thought it was Disney making a play to be like, let's get the fans. I know. I thought it was Sony. Oh, you think it was Sony trying to get the fans to make a deal? Yeah. Or or incentivize a deal? Yeah. Because yeah. when this did when 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 the news first came out, there was talks that Sony was was good and complacent with the deal that's already in place. It's Disney that wanted more. Mm. So if you get the fans to rally like, what the fuck? Granted, and end up backlashing on Sony. But if you get the fans to be like, hey, we want this deal to go through. Like, what, get that, get your shit together. Then Disney might be like, eh. and use me. I mean, a lot of the internet did this too. But I say use me as the example of. I don't know what it's the preconceived note. Like Disney is amazing at marketing because I know in my heart of hearts I know Disney is a greedy, fucking maniacal, monopoly driven. company. They're basically becoming a monopoly. They're becoming they're the becoming, Thanos. They are a monopoly. Yeah, they're the Thanos of the cinematic movie landscape. They own Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, but, ABC, Hulu. But yet, when this announcement broke out, like or the news broke out, my first instinct was, "Fuck you, Sony." Yeah, you know because what I mean? everybody, so like, everybody loves the MCU. Yeah. And <laughs> just even think about when the whole... Huh? Dis- We're not to blame, huh? It's like, you liars. Yeah, even think about the whole Disney and Fox deal. Remember I brought it, I was like, eh, on paper, like, this sounds like a great deal. Oh, you get X-Men and Five, but Fantastic Four back. But there's a lot of stuff yeah. that people aren't thinking about. They only think about the X-Men and Fox thing. And it's like, eh, yeah. people that lose their jobs and, and properties that probably won't get greenlit. It's fucked up, man. That, that mouse got a good PR team because they make you think that they're so innocent. But it's like, wait a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Robin, for the email. Uh, next email comes from. Oh my God, this is a long ass email from Rashawn. Rashawn lock on almost two years later. Appreciation post slash clear up. It's been a few months since my last email, and I didn't care, but apparently my email was misinterpreted in the Blurverse, probably because all the patchwork was done in the background, but to clear it up, my email was never read on the last podcast, just happened to skim through, oh, you just happened to skim through it and flung all the context out the window. I was going to say a few months. I feel like he hasn't left the email since <laughs> since you raged out. Yeah, maybe that's what he's talking about. Uh, the email was a bunch of compliments, Michael, because of joke conversation in the group chat, and I'm 99% percent sure. There was no direct jabs to Jordan. I just stopped joke jabs, blah, 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 blah. Da, da, da. I got thrown under the bus that I wasn't even standing in front of. Jordan truly raged at the iTunes review about how he was sexist and whatever Regis said. Oh, so he's saying, it wasn't me. That was Regis. <laughs> Let's get it straight. But that's in the past, so whatever. I'm just saying it wasn't me. I ain't getting convicted for a crime I didn't commit. Rashawn. We're all good, bro. <laughs> I, if if the blurred verse is turned against you because of that time I raged against you for that one time, I am sorry. Regis, Rashawn, the, the war is over. <laughs> that was so long ago. Yeah, I was like, this is- I don't remember why. <laughs> I don't remember what set me off, but it's all good, bro. Uh, but that's all in the past, so whatever I'm just saying, it wasn't me. I mean, it sounds like a fucking... Um, Shaggy. Yeah. Shaggy it wasn't in me. the shower. <laughs> it, it wasn't, wasn't me. <laughs> Um, that's in the past. But just because I'm Shigaraki doesn't mean I can be called a villain by association. Anyways, just before my appreciation post, oh, just before my appreciation part, 
I realize the actual benefit of a third podcast host is just so at least two of you guys could actually converse on a topic in case one of you forgot to watch something and the other person could just nod and act like they experienced it too. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just wanted to say, it's great to see all the hard work and effort you guys put in and, I, uh, and to just see how well your chemistry is and has grown. Regardless of how often you're not on the same page in terms of what you watched and end up reviewing, but I think the shabby house you built, Jordan, with all its little quirks, has really felt like home or the community you built, and I want to see it last for years to come. So stay nerdy, my blurties. Go beyond plus ultra. Thanks, Rashawn. And yeah, man. Water on the bridge. I never understood what that meant. What? Water under the bridge? Water under the bridge. I don't, I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's where water goes. Under the bridge. Okay. Uh, let's see. Our next email comes from... Jamal DeMarco, questions. Hey guys, hope all is well. I had a couple of questions for you. One, who is your favorite couple in comics? X-Men stands will probably kill me, but I love Emma Frost and Cyclops' relationship. I do too. Even though Gene and Scott is more iconic, I had so much fun reading Emma and Scott's affair turned to actual love. Wait, they had an affair? Yeah. Like an affair affair? Like were- Gene, Gene, Gene was still with, uh, uh, Scott was still with uh, Gene when they first had mental sex. Oh, wow. They had telepathic sex. That's some fu- that's fucked up. So you're rooting for <laughs> hoes be winning, man. <laughs> okay, all right. So who's your favorite couple? Do you agree with that? Scott and Emma's your favorite couple. Well, no, they're not my favorite, but I like them. Hulkling and Wiccan. If you no. don't say that, I'm gonna fucking drop kick you. <laughs> you talk about them so much. No, but they're not my favorite. Oh my god. So who's your favorite? Um, Midnighter and Apollo. That's is that's DC. Huh? Oh, it's Marvel. Oh yeah. No, no, it says favorite couple in comics. It's, oh, favorite couple in yeah, comics. It's not. There's no Marvel or DC. It's just whoever. I don't know. I like Batman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Even though that's not like yeah, can- it's not comic. It's, can- it's not canon. I thought that was on. The, but that's what I want. Was that Justice League? <laughs> it was Justice League. That was in the comics though. Wasn't no, it, it yeah. was just in the show. Yeah. But I like it. I do prefer that to Catwoman and Batman. Catman? <laughs> Wait, what? What, well, what are you watching? You no, sure? Said, you sure? You no, sure? You're not Catwoman and Batman. No, you said Catman and Batman. <laughs> I definitely said Catwoman and Batman. No, you definitely said Catman and Batman. <laughs> All right, I meant Catman. Are you, are you sure you're not projecting like your your gay thoughts? <laughs> My gay thoughts. <laughs> no. Is Catman trans? I prefer <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman to Catwoman and Batman. So I just I just roll the woman. Catman uh, trans is really Catwoman, but <laughs> well, I just feel like you know Catwoman being a criminal and Batman being all about justice, like that's opposite attract, I guess. But I like the idea of a strong woman like Wonder Woman putting Batman kind of in his place. He's always like, oh, I'm gonna protect the people that I care about. But Wonder Woman's like, you don't gotta protect me. I'm fucking, I can crush you. <laughs> It'd be so easy. Yeah. Wait, so who was your favorite? Batman and Wonder Woman. That's your favorite. All right. So my... Well, I guess... Can- it's not really a comic, though, but yeah, all right. Yeah, can- canically, I would say Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Hmm. Even though there's a lot of stuff I don't like what they did, like One More Day. Yeah, it's all... And you're saying comics. That's hard. Because like you, you just said, like a lot of fucked up shit happens in comics to make things weird. I hate questions like that. Like, I know my thing about something like, like while I'm driving home. You like Midnight and Apollo. No, I, I've never even read that comic. <laughs> Like, I know I'm going to be driving home and be like, oh, I should have said this. Oh! Shira and Green Lantern. No, that's Justice League. That's the cartoon. Yeah, against the cartoon. That's the hard part. Most of the things I have stake in are from cartoons, but you said comics. And you didn't say, you didn't specify superhero comics. And I can't remember their names, 
So they're so, not that much of your yeah, favorite. If you don't but, know. but in terms of like what resonated with me and made me go, oh my God, I, I'm rooting for them so hard. And it didn't work out. Spoilers. But the relationship between the Bruce Lee dude from Battle Royale and the girl that he had a crush on. That is like Romeo and Juliet to the fucking maximum. If you read Battle Royale, the manga, and you know, I don't remember their names, but you know who I'm talking about if I'm referring to the, the Bruce Lee dude who like, who learns chi even though it's a completely like realistic like uh, world. It's like all of a sudden this fucking dude who knows martial arts, he's like a high school kid, can do chi. And I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, but he's got a girl that's his crush. And fuck, I want to talk about it, but I can't because it's a huge spoiler for the comic. You're never going to read it though, right? No. All right, so sp- <laughs> if you ever read Battle Royale or want to, just skip past this part right here. Just skip ahead like a minute. But it's a, there's a scene where it's like the biggest 180 ever. You know what Battle Royale is about, right? All the kids that get abducted and they go to an island and they got collars on their necks. Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah. Suicide yeah. Squad, but they have to kill each other or they end up being killed. And there's like a psychopathic kid who's like going around mowing down other kids. And he's like the main villain of the of the series. And this entire anime is this kid who knows martial arts. And he's like he knows how to use the bow staff. He's basically like Bruce Lee. And up until this point in the anime or the manga, everything's realistic for the most part. They have like guns and stuff. But and like he might do some amazing feats, like he'll like he'll dodge bullets by running away and shit. But you know, plot armor. But it gets to the point in the comic where him and the main antagonist have a standoff. And the entire comic. This is like toward the end of the comic series. He's been all he's been doing is looking for his his crush the entire time, and he finally finds her. And just as he finds her, of course, the psychopathic villain has to show up, and they have a fight. And at the very end of the fight, he pulls like the biggest anime like shonen like holy shit! I can't believe it. He he knows she like. He, re- he has like a flashback to when his master was teaching him how to do karate and his, t- his master is like, oh, let me show you his technique and he does like an like a air palm strike and it blows a candle. I think he blows a candle. I don't remember what he does but he does something that shows him like that she exists and he learns how to use she and fights the psychopathic villain dude and he beats him. It's like the, you think the whole time, like, oh, he's going to die. Oh, he's going to die. Everybody's been dying before this. Oh, he's fucking done. He beats the dude. And then he's like, you know, he's mad hurt. And his girl comes over and she's like, you did it. Now we can be together. And she dies. <laughs> Bro, there's a panel. And that's why it sticks in my mind. Because like it's, it's, it's more about how he cares about her unconditionally. And it's like this, this building romance of like, oh, we, they have all these flashbacks of how they were together before this whole thing happened. And it's, it's just him trying to get to her. Because like this Romeo and Juliet thing. It's a scene where she's looking down at him. And it's like, it's from his perspective. And she's, I think I've talked about this before again. But he's just looking down at her. Or she's looking down at him. And she's like, you did it. We can be together now. And he, like, he blinks. And the next page is like a big splash panel is her brains come flying out the other side of, side of her head. How? It's revealed that even though he thought he took on like the villain guy with like his, his weird chi air palm strike, he ended up living. Because he had like a, a bulletproof vest on. So it didn't like, it didn't kill him the way he thought he did. So the guy is still alive, and he's got the Uzi, and he, he shot the girl in the head, and then he turns the gun on the martial artist guy, and then he dies too. And I was like, no! <laughs> he fucking did it! He won! It was, that anime slash, or comic, or manga, is the Game of Thrones of anime. 
before Attack on Titan became the Game of Thrones of anime. So if I highly... And that's only one of like a billion twists in that fucking comic. So highly recommend Battle Royale if you've never read the comic before. Anyway, that's my favorite. You never made that to a show? No! Isn't that crazy? Like, I, of all the things they've turned into like anime, they've made it a movie, but the, the movie holds no candle to the, the manga. Because, you know, it's a movie. Like They yeah. abbreviated it and it wasn't as good, but... Bro, I don't know what they're waiting for because that fucking manga is so fucking good. But anyway. All right, next question. There's a long way to go for this email question. But the next question he has is, what is a fandom that, uh, due to its popularity, you know a lot about its characters, plot, and lore, but have never actually seen the movie, TV show, etc. that it comes from? For me, it's Wait, Harry what? Potter. What is a fandom that, due to its popularity, you know a lot about its characters, plot, and lore, but, uh, but that, but, wait, what? But have never actually seen the movie, TV show, etc. that it comes from. For me, it's Harry Potter and The Wire. Keep up with the great work and stay nerdy, my blurdy. So basically something that yeah, you, I know, you know I'm of. like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head. I mean, I guess like shit like Vampire Diaries and True Blood just because you guys talk about it so much, you and Jamie. You know Vampire Diaries lore? <laughs> I know there are fairies <laughs> or whatever. There are no fairies in Vampire Diaries. I, I meant True Blood. <laughs> whatever that one. Whichever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, again, yeah, I feel like I'll know the answer later. Because there definitely are things I'm like, oh, yeah, I know of that. I guess he, stuff like He-Man. Like, I know I know of He-Man. I know Man-at-Arms. I know Tula or Tila, whatever her name is. I vaguely know He-Man. Yeah. But, I'm yeah, I've never seen He-Man. I don't watch He-Man like that, but I know of it. I guess Highlander. I know you got to cut their head off. True, true. Never watched Highlander. I don't know any characters though, really. Yeah, I the main can't guy. tell you any characters. Yeah. Uh, let's see. P.S. I had the biggest smile on my face last week when I refreshed my podcast app and saw that the new episode was four hours. I know that you guys record tired a lot of time, but I just wanted to let you know, as someone who listens to you at work, during commutes, working out, and chores, uh, the longer episodes are greatly appreciated. Hope this isn't too long, but I wanted to let you guys know that your hard work really makes you different. I'm tired now. Sure. <laughs> I was just be like, I was just literally just thinking like, I hope this episode is shorter because <laughs> I want to get out of here earlier. <laughs> but I'm glad our longer podcast episodes are, are make make people happy. There you go, Chris. Oh, that's word word. He did complain about the long episode last week. Yeah, he was like, oh my god, the four hour podcasts are killing me, man. That's a good point. Fuck you, Chris. Yeah, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> Our fans jo- like our Jordan, you need ass. to regulate that shit. This is your show, man. You can't have Michael go on talking about Godzilla's dick. Really? Come on. <laughs> I'm sure somebody wants to hear me talk about Godzilla's dick. I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> uh, oh, well, here here comes our old pal Dio Ade again. Speaking of which, I tried to Google to see if anybody drew a fan art. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> like, I was reading the email and I said, wait, what? But then you said that thing about the fan art. And I'm like, wait, you mean Godzilla's dick fan art? What are you talking about? Yeah. What? Because I was going to show it to you and I couldn't find it. Nobody I was like, come on, man. You mean, of all the shit that's on the internet, nobody drew a, a picture of Godzilla's dick. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you like giant monsters, Jordan. <laughs> that's not why I'm looking at you like that. What? Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you some links later mm-hmm. <laughs> well the reason I, I'm not I wasn't looking for the links for the reason you looking at, what are you looking for I just wanted to show it to you not for like master material purpose. oh yeah me too no that's exactly, on, I'm joking he, man he, no he's, he's Jordan's jerking off like, <laughs> 
I'm not jerking off the Godzilla. But, to but, ka- kaiju porn. But obviously, you haven't been looking in the right places because it does exist. Ka- kaiju porn do, does does the body good, Jordan? Kaiju porn does exist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've been revealing way too much about myself for this podcast lately, but anyway. Uh, what I was saying, what the hell, too, is we got an email from Dayo Ade. And you know what his subject is? You butchered my name. Uh-oh. What what happened, man? I, I guess you didn't get the points. But Bio Ade just told me that it was right. Well, apparently Bio Ade is butchering his name too. <laughs> is he really Nigerian? <laughs> Dio, it's Da Your. Oh, the Your pronounced like you would in a sentence, e.g., your name, your shirt. So it's Da Your. Wait, but isn't that what the guy said? That it's 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 altered for English. Yeah. Didn't the iTunes review guys say that? Yeah. So maybe he's he's giving us the Nigerian pronunciation, but the other guy was like, "Yeah, for an American, you pulled it off pretty okay." So he basically gave you like two points. Like, gave me pity points. Yeah. <laughs> Ade is short for, bro, Adesanya. I honestly am not going to bother because Americans are hopeless when it comes to pronouncing Nigerian Nigerian names. Man, I felt so good from Bio's iTunes review, and now Dio is just kicking my back. You're like, you idiot! You didn't get shit right. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, if you all, if y'all keep talking smack about Young Justice, you're gonna catch some hands. Oh shit! All right, well, we didn't watch it, so <laughs> so we can't talk shit this week. While I do agree it's taking on a lot of plot threads, I also think it handles it pretty well, except for once in a while where it drops the ball. It's still one of the best anime shows on TV, and definitely the best anime superhero show in recent memory. It hits all the emotional beats when it has to, and though the animation quality has reduced since it was a Cartoon Network, hmm, have you noticed that too? I haven't really noticed that. The animation quality. But now he says it, maybe. To me it seems the same. I'm trying to think about when's the last time I saw a cool, like an action scene in Judges that was like, oh shit. But no, the action scenes in terms of that has definitely, they haven't really done it. Like you think yeah. about even the, the last episode where Nightwing, not last episode, but the last couple episodes where Nightwing and uh, Black Lightning went over to uh, the dark side. Yeah, there wasn't really fighting. There was no fighting. They like kind of cut to the next scene. Huh. That's crazy. Hmm. I wonder if they're doing that on purpose for the budget and stuff. It's definitely because of the budget. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. That, that, that's a good point, Dio. Wait, no, Dio. Uh, it still has one of the best coordinate, fight coordinations in Western anime TV, the best being the Avatar franchise. I agree with that. By the way, Tua died during the five year gap of seasons one and two in the video games. Oh, there you go. Uh, she fa- sacrificed herself during a mission. A lot of you guys' complaints have been and will be addressed in the tie-in comics. <sighs> I mean, that's a place to answer the questions, but that's also like a cop-out. Like, I want those questions answered in the goddamn show, not have to like, do homework to figure out shit. <laughs> Question. There's nothing to do with nerd stuff, but Michael, what was your oh shit, I'm gay moment? What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> so what was your like, wow, I think I'm gay moment. And Jordan, what was it like growing up a boy? What was your oh shit, I'm gay moment, Jordan? <laughs> I think it was on the podcast last week where I was like, yeah, I think trans women are hot. <laughs> All 
what was it like growing up a blurred and what would you want to tell younger you looking back? Ooh, that's deep. P.S. Old Town Road is a pretty popular song worldwide, so I'm surprised Michael didn't know about it. That's because he's an old fucking man. Because I said I don't listen to the radio. Because you're an old fucking man. <laughs> All right, so what was your, oh shit, I'm gay moment. What? I'm, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like years ago. but Man, we got a lot of emails. Uh, I would just say when I had crushes on Justin Timberlake and Cisco when I was younger. So what was that moment? I don't fucking like, know. Like, were you watching them on TV? And you're like, I just like them. Oh, I think they're attractive. I don't fuck. This also, is, when you're a kid, it's like. Yeah, I'm like, you know how long. This, I'm a kid. You know, yeah. you know how long ago this is? Yeah. I just hmm. know I wanted a dick in my mouth. <laughs> when you were a kid. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like dark. Okay. Anyway. Is, is that dark? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's you, so not really. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, and me as a blurred. Yeah, what was your oh shit, I'm gay moment? No, it's not what he asked me. <laughs> that is what he asked you. <laughs> when you showed me that that trans girl twerking, I was like, hmm, okay, I hit that. <laughs> uh, fuck, I just lost it. Oh wait, there's another email. Wow, I skipped one. Shit. Okay. Um, I mean, growing up, I mean, I've kind of talked about in passing on the podcast. When I say I, I feel like, and it, it, it actually it translates now in my relationship with the internet in this podcast. I feel like I always felt like growing up, either I was too black when we were my white friends, or I was not black enough around my black friends. And I feel like the same thing happens online, where I guess part of the issue is I've made my name the Blurred Vision, so people think that I speak for all blurs. Like there's, there's a there's an Instagram page called. Um, embracing black culture that I follow on Instagram. And I feel like because the name word blurred is in my account handle, people assume I'm like that where everything is pro black. Everything is like it's for the culture and blah, 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 blah. But that's not me. Like when I made my Instagram account, the blurred vision, it was never to represent all blurreds. It was really to represent just, it's just me. It's a personal blog and I'm a blurred. So I'm not trying to be every blurred. I'm just trying to be myself. And if other blurreds can resonate with those sentiments and like agree with me on things, then that's great. But I feel like it's put me in a box where people from the outside looking in that aren't fans for the most part will see when I make a post and if it's pro-black, it's like, oh, of course you're pro-black because you're a blurred vision. And if it's anti-black, the people are like, Oh wow, you Uncle Tom motherfucker! Like you know what I mean? Like I, it, I feel like that same sentiment when I was growing up kind of translates now to the, the the space I find myself in online as an adult. Um, what was the other question? What would I, advice I'd give myself growing up? Be comfortable in your own skin. That's really the thing I would kind of impart to not just myself as a kid, but other young blurs growing up. Because you know, people want to point in your face and tell you who you should be. And, you know, it's up to you to kind of decide that. Like, you don't have to, just because you're a black, like, all black people don't act one way. We're not one, you know, monogamous being. So you can have your own thoughts and it doesn't necessarily make you, like, anti-black or, or super pro-black. Be pro-you. I forgot what I was about to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, this podcast, a lot of times we're like... Like when me and you talk, you sometimes speak, you don't speak for me, Jordan. Well, no, but when you when you're pro black on things, and I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. It makes me. And I know you're not intending to do that, but it makes it. It kind of throws me back to when I was a kid, and it was like, 
oh, you're not black enough, Jordan. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> and it's funny to call ourselves Oreos, but on other levels, it's kind of hurtful because it's like, well, I'm not white on the inside. I'm just, I'm me. Like, I'm a suburban black kid. And I don't know how else I can describe it, but. <laughs> when Michael's making a jacking off motion, what does that mean? <laughs> what is I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Have you ever encountered things like that? I feel like you fall more on the other side of the line more often than I do, though. So maybe you don't. That's what I was going to say. Not really. Yeah, see? <laughs> the, only, the only thing I can think of is, damn, I don't remember what it was. But I mentioned it before. But it was some opinion that I had about something. I can't remember what it was. And I brought it up on a podcast. And people were like, I can't believe you of all people would have that opinion or whatever. Mm, yeah. I forgot what it was. I f- fuck, what was it? I don't remember either. But I did bring it up on yeah. the show. It was about something. Yeah. You can't be... It's not even that you're anti-black. You can't have a an opinion that goes against the majority minor, the majority black opinion. And if you do, it's like, what are you doing? Like, what Yeah, and I'm not blurred vision. <laughs> yeah. But you do have black in your name. Black gay comic geek. Yeah, but I don't have nearly the following... Or in level of engagement that you do. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, trust me. <laughs> but anyway, thanks. That was a good question, though. Uh, Dior. Dior. Yeah, I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> Next email comes from Xavier Sutton. Hello, guys. I'm conflicted with this Spider-Man news. At first, I thought Sony were a bunch of idiots, but with more news... Oh, this is me. But with no, more news and rumors coming out, it's hard to say who is really in the right. But it also got me thinking, if you guys were the head of Sony Pictures and you decided to stop letting Spider-Man appear in the MCU and fans are not happy, what is a good game plan to do... Th- to do? What? What is a good game plan to get fans on your side or for them to get more optimistic about the whole thing? If it was me, I would make an animated Spider-Man movie that feels like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man because nostalgia's worked for Lion King, so why not? I will end this email by asking, can you guys finish watching Cloak and Dagger? Because we're not black enough. <laughs> I didn't say that, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of people talking about it, and I really want to hear your thoughts on it. That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. I agree with Michael. I don't like the song Old Town Road, but I did like the Billy Ray Cyrus verse in the remix. He liked the white guy on the... You like the white guy. That's how I felt about the Lion King. I was like, why is it not like the white characters better than the black characters? <laughs> How I feel about that. Yes, it hurts. <laughs> okay, so he's saying what would we do if we were Sony to get people excited? Like about the the the, the breakup between Disney and Sony. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what he just kind of threw out here is why I wanted to have him with the MCU, but he's not wrong. Like make if, a live action version of the Spider-Man game. <laughs> Well, I don't want to throw out Tom Holland. No, keep Tom Holland, but then just... But now maybe we can do the Spider-Verse. Because they have Toby, they have Andrew. That's, and that'd be a good way to make you forget about all the MCU shit. Yeah, you could. Maybe Spider-Man's on the run. But you know they really they really want the Venom and the Venom crossover. That too. I mean, that throw all that together. That wouldn't make me excited. <laughs> well, then I'm also, it wouldn't make me excited, but I, I'm sure the grand population But then I'm just like, also be. considering how Venom, like, there's no, like, I don't even want a Spider-Man and Venom crossover. Like, the way Venom was created was completely uh, devoid of Spider-Man. So it's like, 
even if you do a crossover, it won't mean as much because the creation of Venom had nothing to do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next email comes from David Nash. Yo, what up, Jordan Michael? I've been a big fan of the podcast. I followed the Blur Vision IG account for a few years now, but this is my first email. Hopefully it goes through. It did. I give the podcast a perfect vision. You guys make a great team. Me and a friend watched the Power Rangers One Worthy episodes on YouTube, and it's super dope. Oh, thanks, bro. The concept and storyline alone would be amazing for a Netflix show, in my opinion. Also, I wanted to ask if you guys are fans of the Avatar The Last Airbender series. Of course we are. And if so, have you heard about the new live-action Netflix series they have in the works? Yes, we did. And we talked about it a little bit on the past podcast episode. If I wasn't trash, I remember the episode to send you there, but I don't. So, (laughs) better get digging. (laughs) Like, 20 hours of podcasts. Uh, Thanks, and as always, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, David. And our last email comes from Jeff Gillis. Rest in peace, Spidey. (laughs) Clearly, this is what this topic... I mean, this is what the the podcast is really about this episode. Uh, Yeah, nobody even cares. Anime... Ready and skip. No, no one gives a fuck the, about that. Go straight to the news section. Yeah. Hey guys, me again. Want to start by saying thank you. You guys put a oh, you guys put out a long podcast every week and stay up to date on what's new and good in the worlds of geekdom. I still think you should watch Hunter x Hunter, but with how much great anime content you've been doing, who can complain? My quick thoughts on those anime are Vinland Saga, Doctor Stone, and Demon Slayer are all fucking great. I need to actually catch up on Vinland Saga I stopped right before I think it was getting good Sacred Beast was dog shit <laughs> thank you and Fire Force is keeping me interested uh, as far as Demon Slayer goes I think you missed some details about Tanjiro's dad he was a strong slayer who used fire breathing and has beef with the king of pop he, he uh, when did that happen <laughs> is this in the manga also Tanjiro's hair maybe we should go back and watch the beginning huh? I don't remember that <laughs> Uh, Tanjiro's hair and eyes are cause for celebration in a family that works with fire so that whole scene in episode 19 was more of a confirmation than a revelation if that makes sense it doesn't no I don't understand that yeah I don't understand that either. sounds cool though uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Disney v Sony dick swinging contest that killed Spidey <laughs> that's my favorite way to phrase it the dick, dick swinging contest that killed Spider-Man dick is bigger uh, but hey at least he gets to find Ronald McDonald I mean Carnage fucking head ass <laughs> Uh, also, Moon Knight. One love, kill you a fan club. Thanks, Jep. Um, but yeah, we'll save the Sony DC news. I mean, Sony DC. The Sony Disney news for the news of the week. Bah! So with all that said, let's get into some of the topics. Let's breeze through those. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about ready or not. Are you ready or are you not, Michael? Oh, my. I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really gonna play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? I mean, stay hidden till dawn. (laughs) No, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? I know you're in here. 
Jesus, you shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? <laughs> Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Do, do, do. I'm ready to go to sleep. That's what I'm ready <laughs> oh for. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't know why I'm so, I don't know why I'm so fucking tired. Like, I slept for like 20 hours yesterday. Well, you know that thing where the more you sleep, the more you can sleep. <laughs> well, I'm... I'm like fucking Nezuko. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait to talk about demons. Like we're not we're not there yet, Michael. <laughs> there's a scene with like Nezuko. The, the sun is up. I'm just like. <laughs> there's a scene with Nezuko this week that I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so adorable. But anyway, we're not there yet. We're talking about ready or not. And for those that don't know the racism here on Blurred Vision, I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. Goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. So, how did you feel about the white get out? <laughs> and for That's the, what it is. <laughs> and for the, do you want to tell the, the synopsis for the movie since this is your baby? Uh, ready or not, just go listen to the Fuji song. That's the synopsis. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a well, it's a rich family, and a a woman is marrying into said rich family. And the family has some dark ties to some supernatural shit. And they believe that by killing this woman... Well, what they believe is supernatural. Yes. And by killing this woman, they think they will satisfy whatever supernatural pact they have. Um, So so there's there's some occult elements in this, but mostly it's just a... uh, uh, I guess just an Escape from the House horror movie. I don't know what to call it. It's not home invasion because they're not. No, it's, it's not, not home invasion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody can relate to somebody's in-laws being scary. And I think it's. I think this just like with Get Out, it's what it kind of draws from. Get Out had more to say because it had a you know a racial commentary to make, but in terms of just being a relatable, hey, in-laws sure are crazy type of movie. I think this one is you know. It's pretty competent in what it's trying to set out to do. The difference here is I think this is way more comedic than Get Out was. Get Out did have some comedy, but there's some moments in this that are just straight up like, wow, this is like slapstick humor a little bit. Well, I need you to justify why you... Because Michael, again, Michael came out of the woodwork saying, oh my God, I love Ready or Not. So I was like, oh shit. If Michael was giving like a rave review like this, it must be good. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> what was that? Uh, ready or not, basically, how, how did I feel about the movie? It was a, it was a small movie. I never really heard, I didn't really hear that much about it. Like they didn't, I don't feel like they didn't advertise the movie as much as they could have they really and should didn't. have. Especially since the main actors look kind of like, uh, Margot Robbie. She, like she definitely looks like Margot Robbie. Like she, I so, thought she was at first. I, was I like, thought hey. she was, I was watching the whole movie. Like I've seen her from somewhere. I, I can't pinpoint where, but she, she looks familiar. And then I looked up, looked up her filmography. I was like, I haven't seen her in anything. So why does she look so familiar to me? And she has to carry the movie because it's basically all about her. Yeah, and then it hit me. I was like, she looks like fucking Margot Robbie. To the, to the point that Margot Robbie's also Australian. And so is Samara Weaving. So they're cloning So I'm Robbie's. like, either there's a clone or somebody's lying in terms of their parents. Like somebody had an affair with somebody because like... <laughs> You put them side by side, and oh, I know yeah, it's I not. Know. A, I know it's not a visual podcast, but yeah. I'm about to pull it up. And we haven't said it yet, but for those that don't know, again, it's called Ready or Not, which is a play on you know Ready or Not. Here I come, I'm gonna find you. It's it's hide and seek. 
the ki- like the the family basically has this this tradition because they get their money from uh, games, They're like an old money like Monopoly, shoots and ladders kind of bullshit. Um, and they have a tradition that when someone marries into the family, they have to draw a card, and whatever card they draw, they have to play the game that the of the card they draw. Yeah. And, and of course, if you draw the card for hide and seek. It's not really hide or seek. It's it's basically like the the most dangerous game. Yeah, hunting the ca- man. The, ca- the card, the, <laughs> the card that they could pull for the it could be anything from chess to old maid. Which is like, how do you play chess with a family? Because it's a family game. So I you, guess you each take turns. I don't know. Or playing one chess against the person that drew it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like you can't tell me they're not the same fucking person. That is exactly the, that's different pictures. That's different people. That's the different one, people. Yeah, bro. I'm not even being racist. Like they have the same eye color, the same hairstyle, the same lips, the same cheek. That's why I was like, somebody, nose. somebody in their family's lot, like somebody cheated on somebody because there's no way, bro. There well, is uh, no fucking way. <laughs> that is the same damn person. It's the same person. That's why I was like, why does she look so familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Like look at the cheeks. Like try, guess which one is which. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't. Greta, Greta, you're you're the wrong person because you thought the same. <laughs> I'm terrible with faces anyway, but I'm not exaggerating people. If you're, no, you're not, yeah. you're not seeing this right now, but it looks like the same. I'm going to say Margot Robbie is the one on the right. I'm guessing now. Yes, Margot Robbie is the one on the right. I literally And just, the black. I coin toss. <laughs> I was like, I got 50 for this shot here. That's, so, that's the game we're playing. <laughs> who's Margot yeah, Robbie? Who's Margot Robbie? <laughs> if you get it wrong, you're going to get killed. You die. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so based... Based, based on the premise of the movie, I think it was the Red Band trailer that sold me on wanting to see this movie. Because what do I always say? Blood, sex, gore, Blood, magic. Blood, sex, gore, and magic. Granted, you don't see magic in a trailer. But the gore, and it's a horror movie, so there's going to be some sex. So everything but the magic. <laughs> well. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be fun. So I went. I saw saw the movie, and exactly what I thought, based on the trailer, was what I got. And the thing I didn't realize is the movie. Like I thought it was just gonna be like a straight suspense horror movie, mm. and that's what you were gonna get. Like the 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 the, the rising of the music and the, the thrills and people and, and the fact that she's trying to escape this this like this family and it's gonna, just gonna be all a straight thriller. Yeah. But the thing that surprised me. And that also raised my enjoyment for the movies. I didn't realize that it was basically basically the movie was a black comedy. So the mm. level of humor that was in this movie, I wasn't expecting the movie to be as funny Same. as it was. And it was genuinely funny. And it was definitely funny. Yeah. Like funny and it's and it's funny because funny, funny. But <laughs> I I think I laughed more in this movie than I did in Good Boys. Really? And that was a comedy. <laughs> that was a straight comedy. Oh wow. So that helped uh, with with my level of enjoyment for the movie, and going back to Samara Weaving or Margot Robbie, depending <laughs> like I've never seen her in anything before, and she really sold. Like she was great. Like, she really did. And it also goes to the, the the writing of the character as well. Like every reaction that she had felt genuine. Like you think of most horror movies, I say the same for everybody too. Yeah, everybody, but, she, yeah. but being, being that the movie followed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if the, if the lead actor's not good, then, you know, shit's going to fall on his face. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, in, like, most horror movies, you always have this, like, reaction where it's like, there's no fucking way somebody would do some yes. dumb shit like that. It's yeah. like, you didn't really have that with her character. Like, every reaction no, that she had. No, I did. 
like, well, we'll get. I can't to that. talk about because spoilers. But there were moments where I was like, "Are you fucking serious? A black person would not be caught like this." <laughs> well, for me, I was like, no. Every reaction that she had, and every situation, like in terms of her reactions that she had, like they felt real to me. Yeah, no, her reactions felt real. It's, it's some of the things that she did that toward the end, I was like. Wow, I can't believe it. But horror movie trope, so okay, I guess that makes sense. Again, I'll say it for the, the for spoilers though. I'm curious of what that was. But yeah, so they they like even even the family, like I appreciated how the family wasn't so black and white and how it wasn't yes. just like, oh muhahaha, we're gonna kill you. This is something that we do all the time. It's like no. And it felt like that in the very beginning. It felt like that in the beginning, yes. yes. I was like, oh shit! You kind of, you kind of could see how it was falling in place. Oh, they're about to be like some eyes wide shut. That's not the right movie, but <laughs> you know what I mean, like that. It wasn't that, like the hills have eyes. There you go, hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's like I appreciate that everybody. Or even, had a, even Get Out. Yeah, where when the turn happens, sports for Get Out. But when the whole family turns, it's like, oh, they're all crazy as fuck. I mean, the family's all in this. They're they're all the the La Dumases. They're all crazy as fuck. But well, I mean crazy like they have it together. Yeah. Like they're like a systematic like, no, we've done this before. We're going to kill you. But I like how they all had different reactions to the fact that. Like real people. Like real people. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just everything. Like I, I enjoyed the movie. That's all I can really say about it. I know why you it. liked it. Like, <laughs> I could see, when I was watching it, I was like, I can see why Michael liked it so much. To the point that. Oh, I know you too well. <laughs> do you? <laughs> to the point that I would say now. Granted, the, the year's not over, but this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh, here we go. John Wick over here. Better yeah. than Endgame. Shut the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say this movie gets a perfect vision for me. Okay. An Iwatu vision. An Iwatu vision. <laughs> wow. You, you bust out the And Iwatu not only just vision. that, like, the movie was only an hour and a half. Like, everything was tight. Like, yeah. the script was tight. The acting was tight. The directing was tight. Yeah. So let me tell you why you're wrong. Like a nice tight butthole that makes what you come quick. Fuck. <laughs> Making it weird. Well, let Am me, I though? Well, let me tell you why you're wrong. I'm not. You're you're wrong. This movie was not a perfect vision. It was. It was not. It was. You're right. It was. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I was gonna try and be like, yeah, it was it though. I'm like, what? But I'm like, there's no, no way. <laughs> no, I I also loved it. Um, and then and then not only that, like to rewind going going to my thing, talking about this is why. One of the main reasons why I was so against the Fox-Disney merger, because this movie was done by Fox Searchlight, which is now owned by Disney. Oh, so this movie would never happen. If this movie Disney. would never happen if it was just solely Disney. Oh. Love, Simon, Fox Searchlight would never happen if it was solely Disney. And then on top of that, Disney said, we're not doing rated R properties. Oh, that's fucked. This is rated R. Yeah. And then talk about why this movie wasn't marketed that well. Now you know why. Oh, shit. That's a damn shame because this is like the perfect example of why we should be investing in small movies like this. Because yeah, like you said, it's an hour and a half. It's tight. Uh, it balances its horror elements with the comedy in the perfect way. Because when you start introducing comedy into a legit horror movie, it's a hard wire act to fucking walk across. Like it's, it's a hard balancing act. Like if you in inject too much comedy, then you take away from the horror. If you inject like just if if it's too much horror. The horror, the the comedy might feel out of place, mm -hmm. but this did it in a way where because the way they set up these characters and like you said, it did feel like real people. When the comedic elements did pop up, they were always done in the perfect. It was never too much, and it was always in the perfect spots where 
putting yourself in these characters' shoes, you yourself could be like, I would be doing the same. I would say the exact same thing. As and it wasn't done in a way that we complain about in the Marvel movies. Was like, no, why did you inject comedy there? Like, yeah, I hate, you ruined the moment. Yeah, you ruined the moment. Yeah, no, there. I can't even say that. All right, but there there were moments where things would happen, and for example, she'd be like, "What the fuck?" And, and you would laugh because in the same way, I'm like, I would, I'm literally thinking, "What the fuck?" Right now in my seat, because I was, if I was in her shoes, I'd be like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Oh, you weren't done. One more thing. Oh, you get rating, but then you're okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I get my rating, but I have one more thing. All right. Well, at the at, and this is the thing that really made it a perfect vision: the ending. Yes, I was gonna. Yes. The, the 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 ending, because it does a thing where it's setting up this this mystery the entire movie, and then it's again you gotta end strong. If you have a something that you're building toward the entire movie and that last thing falls flat, it could seriously hurt the movie. Yeah. But luckily, the way it went was pitch perfect, and especially the last moment, the the, the very very last scene, I was like, this is a great place to end because it, it it went full circle, the same way the movie started. It kind of ended. Way it ended yeah. yeah, I was like, this is this is bravo. This is a great fucking. And shout out to Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody was the, the brother with the beard. With the beard. Yeah, he was actually really good too. He was also what's his face in Shazam? Who? The uh uh Freddy's grown-up superhero version. Wow, he looks really different with the beard. Yeah. Again, put a face. beard on somebody. I can't <laughs> tell. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> um and we're also really uh, made me love this movie a lot was what they did with the boyfriend character not boyfriend the, the husband character yeah because at first you do a lot of like uh, no spoilers Jordan I'm not gonna spoil but the, the get out alright let me I'm gonna edit that part out but the coming off the heels of get out and knowing what that twist was I was immediately like oh my god he's totally gonna fucking fuck her over but as and you can see in the trailers he's trying to help her he's trying to get her out so like that, that made me so endeared to his character. Like, and I was rooting for them instantly in a way that I haven't really rooted for a couple in a horror movie in a long time. It, it almost felt like if the twist in Get Out was that she was on his side, like like she kind of made it seem like she was. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for them to get out in the same get out, huh? In, in the same way. So in this instance, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm, this is what I exactly wanted to happen in Get Out. I wanted the person that they're with to help them escape because I want I want love to prevail, Michael. Yeah. So like that really like made me feel for both of their characters, especially with him, where you could tell he was so against what his family was doing. So I was like, oh my god, please let them get out of this together. And very early on, it's established that no one's safe. So I was worried about him. I was worried about her. I didn't know what was going to happen by the end. And then it starts interjecting the comedy. And you're like, oh, shit. They're not as, like, they don't have it as together as I, I thought they did. I thought they were going to be, like, a, a well-oiled machine of murder. Yeah. But they're fucking, they're killing. Like and a it, well-regulated militia. <laughs> yeah. I, you see in the trailer again, but they're killing their fucking mate, their, their waiting staff by accident. Because they don't know how to use the old-timey weapons they're going to use to kill this girl. Like a crossbow and shit. He's like, we gotta do it by like our tradition. It's gotta be like tradition. It's like, fuck tradition. <laughs> yeah. Making it really hard to kill this girl. <laughs> but yeah, I- I'm with you though. That aunt was one of my favorite characters. Like, I loved her. Because she was what I assumed the whole family would be. No, no, no. Not fuck. Oh, no, wait. Not what, bootleg what? Ursula. Oh, not, not, not bootleg not, Ursula. Not, not, bo- Ursula. not that. Or, no, no, not her. Wait, what aunt? I'm talking about the. 
Oh, the Coke sniffing. Right. Lady. <laughs> but she was. Well, bro, I I have family like that. I fucking loved her. <laughs> Not Coke, but I've had family that like you know they get drunk as fuck during like you know family gatherings and stuff like that. So I'm like that's that fuck up like relative. That makes a lot. Of, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Like a lot of the comment came from those characters. You don't know what we're talking about. The aunt from the trailer. Yeah, she that tried to shoot her, and she missed. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff in the movie that happens. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. I don't want to <laughs> spoil anything because I think a lot of what like what made this movie so memorable are the big surprises that happen in the yes. movie. Yes, like you would think based on the trailer that kind of showed you too much. Yeah, and yeah, they sh- there's some things that I wish they would have held back. But there's a lot of surprises. Like, I almost wish they didn't show any of the comedy. I went in kind of expecting. Well, some I don't think they. Moments. I don't necessarily think they did. That scene where she shoots the maid in the face with the crossbow is in it. In the yeah, but they don't necessarily play it as. I don't think they play it as comedy in the trailer. There's even a moment in the trailer where they're like, "Where's the where? Where's she at? We can't find her." And then she walks in the room. And they're like. There she, is. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> so there was comedy beats in there, but like if I had gone in here thinking it was gonna be a str- like if I a hundred percent thought it was like a full horror movie, that would have even been an even bigger like oh shit I did not expect this at all. But you know we can do marketing yeah whatever, but I agree with you. Perfect vision and that ending sealed the deal. Uh, I want to get into, I, now I want to get into spoilers because a lot of what I think the best parts of this movie to talk about are spoilery. So if you haven't seen Ready or Not, skip ahead in the timestamps. Yeah, what the I fuck are you doing? Can't even say that. It's not like it's a huge movie. So what? Go see it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about spoilers. Three, two, one. You want to talk about the ending first? That fucking ending. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie. Blood, sex, gore, and magic. There you go. <laughs> the whole movie, they're going. We have to kill her because, and they're alluding to it for at first. Where they don't really tell you why they have to kill her, just that they believe they have to kill her. Um, but then they reveal that's because whoever their ancestor was, they're talking about throughout the movie, sold his soul to the devil to yes. get them to make them rich. To make them rich, yeah. That's how all rich people get their money, Michael. Devil selling the son of the devil. And this movie does talk a lot about rich people doing crazy shit, which is true. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> yeah. How do you think Disney has all this movie? I mean, how about you think Disney has all this money? The devil. They, yeah, the devil. Walt Disney. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the whole movie's just like, you're all crazy. Like Nothing's going to happen at dawn. It's just, yeah, because the, the deal was made so many centuries ago yeah. that it's basically just like a, 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 a wise tale being passed down yeah. from generation to generation. So they don't even know... If it's true or not, but they believe because again, it's that's the story that's been told yeah. from generation to generation. And they tease you with things like, "Oh, do you remember what happened with the von Pelt family or wherever random rich family is?" And they're like, "Yeah, like oh, then they all die in a fire." Like, yeah, that's what the media wants you to believe, but really, it's because they didn't do this or whatever the fuck. And it's a. And on top of that, the thing that helps push that myth throughout the family is the hide and seek card is the one card you don't want to have pulled. Yeah. And it doesn't really happen. Often. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah, they showed in the uh, in the flashback that the last time it happened was like over thirty something years ago. Yeah, and that's when the, the the Ursula girl when she was when she was when she was younger. Yeah, and it's, I like that because that's why she's the most like into the whole like ritual or whatever. Yeah, because she's like, no, 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 it's real. I saw shit. Like it's real. And it's like, mm, is it though? <laughs> so the whole movie you got in the back of your head, like, all right. 
are they just fucking crazy or is this actually and then even then she alluded to the fact that she didn't want to kill her fucking husband yeah but then she realized that like no it i she like she relates to the wife's husband in this but she's like yeah he might not want this to happen but like i've been in his shoes and what he needs to do is actually like come around so he can become the head of the household but the whole movie plays out and that's another thing before we get to the like the final final twist I was talking before about the husband and how he was on her side. The way they slowly change his character, because at first he's like, "No, don't kill! Like, you can't kill her. You're all yeah, crazy." He's, fight, he's fighting his family to try to get her. Yeah, straight up to try his to family. get her out. Like, yeah. basically, gonna ch- kill his father. We're about to choke him to death because he's like, "Don't touch her! I love her." He's a hundred percent on her side. Wait, wait, I'll fly. Um, but then there's a moment where after he's been tied up because they like they catch him. Uh, the mother's like, I want you to like come back to the family. Like, I know you, you, you might say that you don't love us, but I know at the end of the day, like, I'd rather you be with us than her. And I know you feel that way too. And he's like, I don't feel that way at all. I, I would choose her over you any day because you, she's a good person and you're all not. And she's like, I don't believe, I don't believe that. And I don't think you believe that. And then fast, fast forwarding again, when the, the, the wife ends up killing the mother. Because of course she does, because she's trying to be like yeah. the mother's trying to kill her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the uh, her husband sees that and she, he's like, "You killed my mom." Like you can see in his face that when he breaks, like it's one thing to hypothetically be like, "If I were to choose between my family and her, I choose her." I think it was. I think it was. It was two things. It was yeah, the it was, brother being killed. Well, no, I think it's an amalgam of a bunch of different things. I think it's the the brother being killed. The mother being killed, and then he asked her that final question: "You're really not. You're not going to be with me after this is over, are you?" Yeah. And you saw the look in her eyes, basically confront, like, "No, I'm not." And then he tried to touch her, and she like pulled back. Yeah, she but, pulled but, back. But like, bro, of course she's going to pull back. It's been the entire fucking night of her almost being killed. <laughs> like, what do you think? Nah, it's going to be cool right away. It's like maybe. With so time. I think I think if maybe if she would have said, of, "Like this isn't has nothing to do with you. I'm trying to get rid of them." Yeah. Maybe he would have still been on her side. Yeah. But, but then, the fact that he's like, I don't have, like, I have nothing now. Like, yeah. if you leave me, I have, no, especially since I've been against my family this whole time, I'm not going to have them. I'm not going to have you. What do I have? Exactly. And then he ends up, you know, betraying her and calling his family him to capture her so he can perform the ritual. The fuck, which really fucked fuck, me up. Yeah, that fucked me up. I was like, up. damn, bro. But, like, I was like, don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't, mm, don't do it. <laughs> when, when that happened, I had flashbacks to that episode of Angel. Have you seen... Uh, you, have Which you one? seen all of Angel? Uh, the moment, of it. the season where Cordelia went evil and she tried to get Connor to sacrifice an innocent woman. Yes, yes, I've seen that. And Darla comes back from the dead to try to convince him, like, don't do this. Yeah. You're, you're gonna anoint. Oh, that's so weird. I hated that whole. Yeah, and then time. there was this moment where Cordelia finally convinces him. He like drags the girl to Cordelia, and when she, that's what that moment reminded me of. Yeah. I was just, I was literally in my theater alone, mind you, because no one's in the theater with me. I was just like, "Don't you oh, my do it!" Was, my theater was packed. Oh, my was fucking empty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he, they capture her and they perform the ritual just as the sun comes up, and there's a hilarious moment where. They, and then that's also when it's finally revealed that they actually are because because they kind of tease is it Satan is it Satan but they give him a different name. Yeah, what was it like LeBeau or something? Yeah, LeBeau, something like that. And I was trying to figure out, like, is that like an anagram for devil or something? I don't, but I don't know. think it is. But then finally, right when he's about to stab her, that's when he's finally like in a dark fucking moment. I was like, wait, that's not that can't be it. And he's like, hell, Satan. Yeah, 
and it stabs her in the shoulder or whatever, and she breaks away. Yeah. And that's when the sun comes out. It's like, oh no, it's the dawn! And then I love the moment where they all like put their hands up, like they're gonna explode in a fire. Like, ah! Like vampires? Uh, yeah, like, wait, we're all, we're all okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like they played it at the like the just the right amount of time to be like yeah they had holy yeah, shit they, uh, it was all fake it was all fake yeah <laughs> so I thought it was just, and I, they're like wait I, at first now what <laughs> at first I thought it was gonna be a moment where the father like looks at her like well welcome to the family yeah. <laughs> wait so let me ask you before we get to that like, actual what the twist was like, what did you think uh, my bad welcome to the family building to that moment what did you think was gonna happen did you think that it was gonna be real or did you think it was gonna be fake no I thought it was I was like oh so after all that. Yeah, especially considering the comedy and all that, I was like, this would be a funny thing for yeah. it to be. I assumed it was gonna be fake. Yeah, I thought it was, I was like, gonna be no, fake. They're gonna and almost. I didn't think about that exact scenario, but I was like, they're gonna get to the. They're gonna. They're gonna eventually capture her, and they are gonna perform the ritual, and it's just not gonna work. And they're gonna be like, oh fuck, that's awkward. But what they ended up doing was, I think, even way better because they had that whole beat of, oh, it didn't. Nothing happened. We're fine. What do we do? Let's kill her. Like, yeah, let's kill her. And then they fucking start exploding. Like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a series of each family member that's still alive literally explodes in that fucking room yeah ending with the husband and he's like wait but I didn't explode so see you're, you made me good like you made me a better person she's like don't get the fuck off me I don't want none of your shit no more which which, which I think is true because it's not until she said I want a divorce that's when he exploded so if she would accept him I think he, I don't think he would have exploded really you think so because why, why, why else would it have taken like it was literally at that moment as soon as the ring hit him because comedic because <laughs> comedic moment yeah that's, that's true <laughs> I think it's just fun because at that moment like if for somebody that I was rooting for the entire movie for him to turn like that i was like fucking good fuck you fuck your whole family but, but, but that's but, but again that's going to the fact that like her reactions and the way she yeah. played it was so genuine because like the yeah. moment they started exploding she, she starts started, laughing yeah she just starts laughing <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so it felt so cathartic it was like oh yes and so it's like oh so this is real yeah. Well, oh well, you you guys are fucked. Yeah. And then the fucking like the the demon or whatever the ancestor was like is like fire. He like, kind of nods to her like you did good, good job. <laughs> but yeah, the moment at the like the ending, I loved it, liked it a lot because it went full circle and it's her sitting in front of the where they got married and she's smoking a cigarette and the movie started with her smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette, yeah. Like, you know, before the wedding because she was nervous, but now she's smoking a cigarette. She's like fuck all those motherfuckers. <laughs> like oh, that was so good. Pitch perfect ending. It was in-laws. so fucking. What? What? In laws. Oh yeah. When they, I was like, "What happened to you?" And first of all, right, the, white privilege. Because if it was, if it was a black person. I mean, think of how get out. <laughs> they would have been when, tackled. When he thought it was a cop. Like just when you walk into that scenario, a mansion's on fire. There's a woman sitting in the front of like the burning mansion. Blood everywhere. She's the only one alive. You think they'd be like, ma'am, are you okay? I'd be like, get down on the ground, put your hands behind your back. Like, there'd be no, like, oh, you all right, ma'am? Are you okay? I'm like, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. They would thought, like, there's no, you, you fucking started the fire. Yeah, they would just, they would automatically assume it was her. But not going back to some of my complaints, and I don't have many, but it, there, were, there were moments where I was like, oh, that is such a white move. There were so many moments where she could have gotten away, but she just didn't. Like, when she, Gets through the, when she eventually gets the where uh, the husband turns off the security system and the doors all open up and it's no more locked down in the mansion and she actually escapes and she gets through the fence. That's a whole fucking forest. Tell me how the fuck she just didn't keep running. Why did how did she, that butler catch her? 
How the fuck did he circle back around and find her again? How? Wait. You know how dark a forest is at night? There's no way, there's no universe where that butler could have somehow tracked her down in that car. He was in a car, going mm. up and down roads. She was in the forest. And he still somehow was like, oh, there she is. And not even that's not even my big moment of like, what the fuck? Because I'm like, if, you're, if it was just a black person, once she got through that fence, it would have been a fucking marathon to civilization. Like, there would have been no like, oh, let me just hide behind this tree and be like, oh, I'm scared. Fuck that. But moment that was like, girl, really? When she gets the upper hand on the butler, when she's in the forest, and she kicks him off him, and he's knocked out, she gets in his car, and doesn't run him over? Yeah, I was like, run him over. I thought the same thing. I was like, run him over. But she thought he was dead. She choked him. I don't give a fuck. You double tap. You always <laughs> double tap to make sure her motherfucker is dead in a scenario like this. I mean, whatever. If Nah, a black person would have done it. If you're, if you're panicked. Nope. <laughs> I won. At that moment, it's like, I won. <laughs> I have the car. And and this is not like a thing that I complained about, but was fucking, me mad, but it was still fucking funny. When she calls for 911 no, through the car, and they're and like. They cut the phone. They cut the car off. Yes. I'm like. That's why I'm like, don't fuck OnStar. Don't get fucking OnStar. That's bullshit, though. I'm like, I'm I'm running for my life right now. Please help me. Call 911 and send somebody. Sorry, man, but we have to turn off the whole car. Because, yeah, I mean. You can't necessarily blame that person because you'd be like, no, this car is reported stolen. Like, But if I'm telling you to send cops to my location. But they did. Yeah, yeah. But like, but I'm saying like, if, but I'm, if I, in the same breath, I'm telling you I'm being chased. Like if you turn this car off, I'm going to die. They're just like, no, sorry. That's out of my hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard the whole story. I'm going to die if you turn the car off. And it's like, I was like, maybe he thinks that the person could be lying about that and they're trying to steal the car. Yeah, because the car. But then why would, he, why would she call in the first place? Like, it was, it was, if she was a thief, why would she call for help in the first place? Tell them to bring cops. And, and at the same time saying, I'm being chased. I feel like context would be, okay, ma'am, the car's report stolen, but I hear your story. Get to this location and we'll have somebody come. But all that would have been moot if she just killed a fucking butler. But no, she didn't kill the butler. And somehow the butler is the Terminator and comes <laughs> in the car. I'm like, what the fuck? How? I mean, if you live in a certain area, you probably know the short, like, your area, like shortcuts and stuff. <laughs> Plus it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I let it go. But I was just like, get the fuck out. That was my biggest, like, get the fuck out of here moment in the whole thing. Um, but what it set up, I really liked, which was her having that conversation with uh, the brother and her trying to plead with him, like, I know you're not like them. I know you're trying to do the right thing. Please help me. And he's like, sorry, I can't do that. I'm weak. Yeah, I kept thinking he was going he was gonna to switch. Which he, he did. He yeah. did, ultimately, but not until she's like completely captured. Even his wife, like, his, I'm like, fuck you. Huh? Yeah, he's like, are you going to kill me too, really? She's like, she's like you really don't care about... Which I'm I'm curious about what her background is though. Yeah, because she kept talking about you knew where I came from. Yeah, I was like, did I miss something? Did she say that? She no, she never did say what exactly what it was. But even despite that, the thing that I also liked is, for the most part, none. Even though they didn't really get that fleshed out in terms of their backstory, you still kind of knew who each character was for the most part. Yeah, and that's the thing I really that's the thing I liked. Like nobody felt like they got the short end of the stick, more or less. No. In terms of the ensemble. Yeah, I liked it all. The, the, I love the moments where the father would be freaking out and the mother had to be like, all right, 
take a breath, <laughs> calm down. Solutions. Let's find solutions. I'm like they, they, you know, they felt like real people. The fat dude who was like looking up YouTube, yeah, looking videos, up YouTube tutorials videos. to find how to use a crossbow. Yeah, how to use. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Like it made a lot of sense. The 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 maid that like was hiding because she was like, I don't, I, I, I've never worked for his family before this for, before tonight, and like this is fucking crazy. I'm not part of this. Please, and you think she's gonna help the girl, but then she's like. She's like, she's yeah. right here. She's right yeah, here. She's like, you don't have, you have nothing to fear. They're after me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. She, yeah. Or the, the, the little kid, Georgie. Fuck, fuck Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. Oh my God. That whole sequence. We, where's Pennywise? <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck that. This is why Pennywise ate your ass. <laughs> like, you think the kid's going to help her or like, doesn't know what's going on. And like, he turns out she's, he's really the one that hurt her the most. Cause she gets caught off guard and he shoots her in the hand. Leaves a big ass hole in her hand. And then she, oh, the movie. And that's the thing. That's the thing. I was like, even despite the comp, like comedy, that, this movie can get got very intense. That moment, like where that she moment was, cl- yeah. Oh. I was like, the whole audience groaned. Oh, dude, I was. And dying. I knew it was coming before it had. Like, I was, oh yeah. As soon as they showed the nail, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, she crawls out the fucking pit, or whatever. And of course, her hand, the hole goes right over the nail. I'm like. How did you not fall immediately? How did you like muscle through that pain? Like you uh, had to, because if she didn't, she's she, dead. Yeah, she's well, not dead, but she's stuck. She would fall back in. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I like that. And when adrenaline is pumping, you could do some some superhuman feats. And I like that, like you kind of mentioned the direction and cinematography. The the there's some moments I'm like I don't know if it feels earned, but the imagery and the music makes me really root for her character. Like, the moments where she, after she finds out about the... Because at first, she doesn't even fucking know that hide-and-seek meant we're going to kill you. It's just like, oh, that's what hide-and-seek, okay, whatever. Oh, that's not fair. She's like fucking... She's over here thinking it's a game. She, she literally got out of her hiding spot thing, like, eh, whatever, I'm done. Until her husband's like, nah, this shit is real. But he tells her about everything. She's, like, crying. She's freaking out. But then he leaves her to go open all the doors. And, like, in that moment, she feels like a victim. Like, she feels like she has no power. But then there's that moment where she's walking down the, the, the hallway or whatever, the tunnels, and she rips off her dress. Mm-hmm. And like the way they play that moment felt really empowering. Even the moment uh, later on where there's another moment like that. That too. moment also reminded me of uh, season one of Buffy, Prophecy Girl. Ripping off her dress? That, cause you, and then just the fact that she was, she's, in a, she's in a dress, like a wedding dress, yeah. about to go to war. Oh, that was the other and that's moment. what happened. With Bu- like Buffy was in her prom dress, about to fight the master vampire. Oh, well, there you go. It's fucking epic. That's why you like it so much. All this Buffy imagery. <laughs> why is a telemarketer calling me right now? I don't know. But then he, when she looks in the mirror and she's got like that bandolier on and the shotgun in her hand, and she's like, "Damn," <laughs> or yeah. like, "Or shit," whatever she says. Which is like, "Damn, what happened to me?" <laughs> this night <that> got crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like all those moments, like just made it feel so so human, so real. Because, like, yes. I, I would all, like, you know, you start the night off one way, thinking you're going to get laid. That's how she thought she, the night was going to go. Yeah. And it ends up she's fighting for her life. She's like, fuck, how did this night go this way? Exactly. Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why I loved it. Because, like, everybody's reactions just felt like something like pe- people that are put in this horrible situation, how they would actually react. Yeah. Like, nothing felt over exaggerated. In terms of reactions, yeah. nothing felt over over exaggerated for the sake of the movie. Maybe you could make the argument that the aunt Ursula, the no. bootleg Ursula, she was a little over exaggerated. I think she was the prototypical version of the characters that are in this movie, or, or you know, you know what I mean. Like, it, if in the hills have eyes, she's that type of character. Yeah, like she's all about it. 
And she looks like a villain. She looks she villainous. Lo- yeah, she looks like it. Yeah. Even in the beginning, before the whole hide and seek stuff happened, she was just staring like. Yeah. The she looks scary. Is, what the fuck is wrong with her? Yeah. But I think it was a good contrast to the other characters. Yeah. That's why I said bootleg Ursula, because that's what she looks like. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for her to start singing. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. <laughs> I was gonna, there was another moment that I wanted to talk about. I don't remember. Oh, oh. <laughs> again, like real people, they have this idea of like, oh no, we have to do it by tradition, like 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 our ancestor did, and they have a whole debate of like, you know what, we're losing right now. She's she's actually like winning. We're we're losing family members and we're losing staff. So fuck tradition. Let's, yeah, let's, let's turn on those let's fucking turn on the security cameras. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, that's what I would do too. <laughs> we have to do it by tradition. Fuck tradition. It's stupid. I didn't yeah. literally say that. Like, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> Anything else we talk about in the movie, though, before we move on? Um, go see it if you haven't. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so let's jump into this episode of Demon Slayer, episode 21. I don't remember what the episode title was. I don't have it listed. Uh, Perfect Bond or something like that. What? That's not it. I think it was like, that's against the rules. Against core rules. Something like that. Because the whole idea is this is the episode where the other Demon Slayers. Demon Slayer! This is where the other Demon Slayers um, find out about Nezuko. I think it was called Against Core Rules because the the I don't know. the super yeah. nice character, I forgot her name. I forget all the names. <laughs> the super nice chick with the butterflies. Yeah, it's called Against Core Rules. Yeah. Wow. How do I remember that? <laughs> um, the the super nice chick with the butterflies. She sees Nezuko and is like, "Oh, a demon! I'm gonna kill it!" And then uh, the guy, the the Demon Slayer who protected. Nezuko and Tanjiro, he basically gives them like the out so they can run away while he fights the butterfly chick. Or at least fins her off, not really fight her. Uh, so how'd you feel about this episode? Earlier when I was mentioning the really cute Nezuko scene, it's when she's running away from the other butterfly demon slayer girl. And the way they animate her like a child. <laughs> well, when she transforms into a little kid, like to dodge. Like she dodges yeah. the sword swing, but she becomes like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And it's the way she runs when she's like a little in her little girl form. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so precious. Yeah, with her arms out like this. Yeah, her little cute I'm arms. Like, <laughs> you know she could slice your arms. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it, it's how does it work with a demon slayer sword? If you cut off anything, does her whole body disintegrate? No, I think it's just the head. Oh, it has to be the head. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, that's true. That literally just happened with uh Tanjiro and that uh Thread demon. Oh, and that was another thing. The episode opens with finding out his sad backstory. Yeah, his back. I, but at first I was like, oh, come on. Is this about to be the whole episode? Dude. Oh, I, I didn't know what you were going to say. The backstory of the spider. I was like, is this about to be the entire episode? Like, I don't give a... F- I don't care. But, but, but... The fact that it wasn't the whole episode, I was like, all right, I feel a little bit better about wow. it. But I still, but I still don't care. Wow. I cried. <laughs> I don't know why. Look, again, I don't know what it is with Demon Slayer. I don't know if it's the music. I don't know if it's the... Because it's, it's not the writing. I mean, it's not... 
I didn't know this character, but in that, just in that quick, like little backstory for him and how he met the head Michael Jackson demon and how he killed his family. And that's why he has that obsession with the family bonds. Like it got me. The mo- you know what made me cry? I know the exact moment. It was when, um, and Tondro, oh my God, he's such, he's such a good boy. <laughs> he's fucking like the way he has like sympathy for demons because of Nezuko. It, it gets to me. But it's when the moment um, the demon kid is like, I'm so sorry for everything I've done. Like, I, but I'm not going to see my family, am I? I'm, I'm going to go to hell. I was like, you fucking right. You fuck Oh, me. fuck like, you. No. The fact, that, that's the thing. I'm glad you just reminded me. That's the thing that pissed me off. I was like, you better not get rewarded for this. The fact that he's get to see his family and he got to embrace them and they got to go off into darkness or hell because they said the family was like, even if you're going to hell, we're going to go together. I yeah, said, that's no, beautiful. No, fuck that. What? He shouldn't be rewarded. But he's not rewarded. Yes, he's, he is. He but, gets to see his family again. That's exa- essentially everything. <laughs> that, but so what? Even in the after, there's life after death. Now he gets to be with Did his family. Did you fam- not hear Tondro's Now episode? he gets to be with his family forever. No, fuck him. He, gets to, he needs to burn and suffer for all eternity, for all the life and, and torture. And misery. And people, yeah, and misery that he inflicted. See, you're, a, you're every other demon slayer, but you're, Tondro's better than you. <laughs> this isn't, if he wants to be, if he wants redemption, he needs to go the an- angel route and spend the rest of his life redeeming his e- e- evil past. Well, no one's giving him a soul. <laughs> like, well, he needs to find a soul. That's not fair. I, I agree 100% with Tanjiro because they even had that kind of debate with Tanjiro and the, the, the older Demon Slayer. It's a thing where like, they're demons. Fuck them all. And he's like, I'm not saying that they well, deserve... Well, no, don't not fuck them all. I like Nezuko. I like the the demons that trained uh that trained Tanjiro, the, 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 the uh, the old woman, the, well, not old But you woman, don't know what the they woman. were like before they became civilized. But even if they were evil, they became different. But they, but these demons never had a chance. They had a chance. When? <laughs> they never had a chance. He didn't have to kill his mother. Yeah, you don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> I think Tanjiro's right. It's how I feel, too. These are, tr- like, it's not like, of course they're fucking evil. Of course I have to put them down. They're like mad dogs, but that's the point. They're mad dogs. And maybe those dogs, once upon a time, were good boys good dog boys <laughs> they're tragic figures so yeah in the last moments and and tanjiro can sense it they have regrets because they've they've literally forgotten their humanity and that's that's not their fault it's it's whatever that demon blood shit is that michael jackson puts in them <laughs> so like that's why it's tragic it their fault nezuko didn't forget her humanity she almost did Almost. We'll see. What's what what Brandy's? Almost doesn't count. But that's what makes the, the relationship. With, that's what makes Tanjiro such an interesting main character because he can relate, or at least he can see what little good there was in the demons before they became demons. And that's why, even though he kills them, he does it with like a, a sense of like reverence for them. And that's kind of beautiful. Like, and I'm trying to nail down why this anime resonates with me. Because it's not like the the characters are so deep, and I love they're not Deku, they're not Bakugo. It's not a lot of magic, that's why you don't like magic. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, oh, that's another magic. thing. The thing I said you were wrong about, they're like, I'm never wrong. Remember before how we were wondering, like, do the demon slayers have actual water powers or fire powers or lightning powers? It's not, it's not real. Those are those are aren't real elements that are happening. Those are just their styles, and it's it's to give us a visual representation of how their styles differ. So he cuts through things swift and smooth like water. The other guy hits you fast and hard like lightning. The beast guy just swings crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't have an element. There's no element there, yeah. but that's the idea. The idea is it, it's like a, a visual representation of how their style works. I'm like, this fly just will not leave you alone. It's like ah! bothering me. <laughs> Get away! 
<laughs> it keeps going by your ear, but then you keep moving when you talk, so it moves, but I then it comes back, it, so. <laughs> and then it lands on your hair, and then you move, and it goes back, then it tries to land on your hair the again. fuck? All right, I'm freaked out. Get away from me. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I love this episode. I give it perfect vision. I don't know about you. Give it a high passable. <laughs> fuck demons. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the episode... And then I'm just also like, into like I'm, the a, Slayer I'm, a, hierarchy. I'm a stamina is like, he can't move. Then all of a sudden, can you, you better move? move? Can you move? I can move. It's like, hey, you just said adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Okay. So come on. But the, come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it either. <laughs> well, you know, anime, you gotta let him, let him go. And then at least he didn't really get away. He got away for a little while and then yeah, it was immediately got, taken the, out. But that's only because somebody else joined the, uh, the, the fight. Yeah. But then it immediately took him out. Like with one hit. Like, oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nezuko is adorable. I don't know. It's, this is a weird anime because, like, I'm. And then I'm right s- at the last second, it's like, no, we want them alive. Bring them back to the demon headquarters. Yeah, so you can see all the most badass demon slayers. Yeah. Like the the, you don't know what the reference is, but the demon slayer Hokages, the top demon slayers. It's Naruto. You don't know. You don't know nothing. No. Okay. <laughs> I know what a hoagie is. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. It's something beautiful about the way they can make you empathize for these objectively evil monsters in their final moments. I, I do. It's weird. I, 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 it got me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm never going to see him again, so why do I want to empathize with him? Because it's not about empathizing with him as a singular entity like as, or a singular character. It's about understanding that yeah, all of these monsters, as, as vile as they might be in life, there was still something before they became a demon that made them human. They were still humans. And everybody has a story. Everybody's, everybody's the hero of their own story. So they kind of, I feel like they bring a level of realism to it in that way. Where it's like, no, like, yeah, he might be evil now. But there was a time where this was a little kid. And the reason why he's so crazy about family is because he felt like his family betrayed him. But he honestly, his demon mind is so fucked up, he forgot that they actually did care about him even in their final moments. But he didn't see it that way because he was so demonized. So fuck Michael Jackson is the real answer here. <laughs> But he didn't look. He didn't look. No, uh, he, didn't. he didn't look oh, Michael Jackson yeah, like Michael Jackson in this episode. No, in the past. <laughs> so I think he became Michael Jackson over time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else we talk about this episode? Uh, I feel like it's most of it. Yeah. No. I think the banter between the butterfly girl. And the uh, the older Demon Slayer guy. I don't never really name. said. I guess they'll get into it. But what made him want to save Nezuko and uh, Tanjiro? Well, he let him go the first time too. I think because he's like, oh shit, you're still with this demon. That must mean you care about her. I don't know if there's a deeper meaning. Than that's that. what I'm saying. But why though? Yeah, that's true. Because she she was like, why don't you just tell me like what's the reason? And he just wouldn't say anything. And I, I like that moment maybe where she was like, demon. maybe he has a demon sibling. Or maybe he had a demon. Or had, yeah. And had to kill them. That would make sense. Um, but I was going to say, uh, when she's like, this is why no one likes you. Yeah, no one <laughs> likes like, you. He's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and they just kept going back. If people like me. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. Talking about people liking people. Dr. Stone, Sinku, he's got a lot of new friends. In that new village that he's in. Yeah. Let's talk about Dr. Stone. Yeah. 
Got two new friends. <laughs> the other people don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Th- I mean, three total. Because well, yeah, now, the, yeah, they the watermelon her. girl. Fucking weird. <laughs> First of all, once again, this is a world that takes place in what's supposed to be our reality for the most part. But we've got a dude that's as strong as like Captain America, and now this little watermelon girl can become a watermelon. Yeah, can like make her legs and body disappear. Yeah, I don't. How does the physics work on that? She's not this small. It's supposed like, to be about science. Yeah. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I, and at first I was like, maybe this is like just a cute, like, in her mind, she's invisible. But then they would show what everyone else sees, and she's just standing there. But, nope. Nope. <laughs> it's, she can just disappear into that watermelon on her head. I'm yeah. like, bullshit. <laughs> and this episode to me was really funny. Because this entire time, what have I been saying? I love this anime. It's basically like Food Wars, but with science. And what did this episode do? Did food they wars? They <laughs> literally made food with science. With science, because food is science. Yes, I was like, "Yo, food wars about to sue the fuck out of you," because <laughs> the same exact shit. But they didn't do it in the food war. Like food wars explains the ingredients. They actually explained the science of the food. Yeah, but ultimately it ended up being the same thing. Yeah, just no clothes being blown off when they eat it. <laughs> Not yet. And I like that moment. Close enough, because they were in, like, thongs trying to get the ingredients of the food. Oh, yeah. And they did, like, a close-up of Chrome's ass when he was bent over. And <laughs> I was like, okay. I did like the moment where they eat the... Because they end up making ramen to give to the villagers. When the other three eat the ramen, they're like, oh, they my God. I think it's the best thing ever. Yeah, and then he eats it. And he's he's like, like, oh, this is terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's had good ramen. Yeah, but, like, to them, this is, like, the food of the gods. <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, learning some shit. But, I mean, as as per usual, like, this is an anime that... And what makes me get scared, though, is in the same way I fell off Food Wars. And it was because it ended up just becoming the same thing over and over again. Because it was, you know, what are we making this week? Here's a new dish. Now we're going to make it crazy with crazy camera angles and explanations. And then they're going to eat it and the clothes are going to blow off. I think right now, Dr. Stone has the edge over Food Wars for me in terms of its longevity just because I feel like they at least, they always have a goal in mind and it's always different. Like in Food Wars, it's we have to make food for to be competi- the best. Well, yeah, yeah so, it's always a competition for another competition that we got to beat another competition for yeah. another competition that's going to come up in another competition. Yeah. But at least in Dr. Stone, it's always a forward momentum of we're doing this science stuff so we can get to this next goal. And it's like this this ball that keeps moving farther and farther as we get you know farther in the anime we're like we gotta make we gotta get to the bronze age we gotta get to the steel age we gotta go we gotta whiz past all these different ages of science to get to this invention and like that's what makes it interesting right now i'm just scared that they will end up falling into the same rut that food wars did for me but for right now it's still fucking great i don't think so because like i said there's, there's no competition so it's not the samey 
it's only going to be the same in like science, but that's the whole point of the, the show, like science, 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 science. So it's going to be, we got to make this invention, like right now it's antibiotics. We got to make this invention to cure Rui, whatever her name is. Mm. But then after that, it's, we got to get the other people on board. So what do they want? So, oh, she wants a boyfriend. Maybe we'll make him a robot boyfriend or whatever. A robot boyfriend. Yeah. A dildo? Yeah. <laughs> you mean a dildo? I mean, or an actual robot. <laughs> that, that can work. <laughs> so what did you think about this episode in terms of a rating? Uh, high more than passable. Mm-hmm. They haven't showed the other two characters though. No, I assume that when they get back to the other two characters and Sukasa or whatever, it's gonna be a thing where he already has more people on his side. Because like while we're focusing on Senku in this village, I'm sure he's gonna build up his own village or like whatever he's gonna do. So and then we're gonna get to like a science war or some shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess. Uh, High more than passable. I don't know what's keeping it from perfect, though. I, I could honestly just give it the perfect, but for sake of not giving everything a perfect, I, I mean, is that fair? I liked the episode. Yeah, I liked the episode, but, but it wasn't, it. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah, like, was, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, high more than passable. Anything else we're talking about in the episode? You want to keep moving on? Because now we can get in the news. News of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You if he says that shit to you, get his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. Hey, you kidding? Kidding? Gay things. Hand me down. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Michael segment news. everybody's waiting for the segment everybody skipped fuck yeah. the rest of the episode yeah. <laughs> topics fuck that spider-man sony dude disney come on well before that we have to talk about trailers but uh yeah d23 was this weekend so with that not as many as i thought they would but there's some trailers this weekend okay mandalorian let's go bounty hunting is a complicated profession <laughs> Don't you agree? Jordan. What did you think of the Mandalorian? No one heard that. <laughs> um, this is actually the same trailer that I saw at a Star Wars celebration. So I've already, I'd already seen Ooh, this. I got exclusive parents to things. <laughs> I got invited to D23 too, but they didn't pay for my travel. So I was like, fuck that. I can't, I can't justify going all the way to fucking Los Angeles or California or whatever the fuck. Mind you, Jordan didn't want to take me. I did not want to take you. Yes, you did. He's like, I got to take my girlfriend. Oh yeah. If it was free, she takes priority, but. <laughs> I should take priority. This is the, they invited blurred vision. That's, that's us, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Blur and vision. And they're saying, hey, Jordan, you want to go on a date with your girlfriend? <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm hearing Matt crunching. I'm eating a... What are these? He's eating uh, shredded, frosted shredded mini wheats. I thought they were M&M's because the bag was orange. <laughs> Clearly, you don't see the giant. I did. All I saw was the orange bag. I was like, oh, she got a big ass bag of M&M's over there. Nah, I've been lied to. <laughs> Healthy. But, but yeah, I like this trailer a lot. I think it's because... I, I'll take it back, actually. They showed a little bit more. Because it seems like uh, when the Mandalorian cuts that dude in half with the fucking... Uh, the, the closing door. 
the automatic closing door. No blood, though. <laughs> no blood, but a level of violence that hasn't really been in any of the Star Wars movies. Um, and just in terms of its production quality, like, Jesus Christ. It, it, it also looked more polished than it did during Star Wars Celebration. So I definitely say that this thing, I'm excited. Like, I'm not even a huge, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy like that. But in terms of, like, things being off from Disney+, Plus, this is up there. Yes. That's the thing. Like, I wasn't looking forward to this. I was like, the Mandalorian, like, who gives a fuck? Give me more lightsabers and Jedis. Like, I don't care about another Boba Fett. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. Oh, yeah. And they didn't, and funny enough, they didn't show uh, the actor who's, basic, who's Oberyn from yeah. Game of Thrones. They didn't show him without the mask. No. But they not got me. I was surprised if they do show him without the mask. They would have, I feel like they would have to. He's Oberyn, right? Yeah, he's Oberyn. <laughs> like, why, why not otherwise just get a, a generic actor? To play the role. I mean, you say that, but Vin Diesel is Groot, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you can get anybody with that voice, but nah, Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a possibility. But the thing that got me excited is the level, the production value. I was like, this looks movie quality. Yeah. Like, if you would have told me this is the next Star Wars movie, I'd believe you. Like, it didn't look like something that was going to be, quote unquote, a TV show. No. Or streaming, you think of how Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like, you could tell. I mean, they look good. They look good, but it's still cheap. Yeah, it's not movie level. Yeah. And this looks straight up like a Star Wars movie. And so that's the thing that gets me excited. I'm like, if they're going to put this level of production in their Disney Plus streaming service, not even just this, it gets me, like, I think about the Marvel stuff. I'm like, mm. oh, I'm, I'm way more excited than I was before. Netflix is sweating right now. I'm like, Netflix, oh shit! Yeah, Netflix is definitely sweating. Not even just, also because like if you think about it, like, and I think this is the big reason that Disney bought Fox, which even though most of those Fox properties aren't going to appear on Disney Plus, but like Netflix doesn't really own anything. Hmm. So that's one of the biggest. That's the biggest reason people get Netflix is because like say. The Flash, Black Lightning, The Wire, all these shows, movies, Spider-Man is the Spider-Verse. All, the, all these shows go to Netflix and you get the account to watch all these properties yeah. in one location. But if like Sony's pulling their stuff, Disney, if everybody's pulling their stuff, it's like, well, then why am I watching Netflix? Yeah, it end up just being all Netflix originals. Yeah, and then a lot of those don't even get promoted. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Like that. And then technically the Netflix originals aren't really owned by Netflix. It's just people that want to work with Netflix. Mm. Like, uh, do you think, um, I was gonna say, like, uh, Umbrella Academy is a quote unquote Netflix original, but it's not owned by Netflix. It's whoever the comic, the comic book, I think it's what is it, Dark Horse or is it Image? I don't remember. But it's like if they decide to pull their property and make their own streaming service, like there goes Umbrella Academy, (laughs) what's Netflix gonna do? Yeah. Do you think, uh, in The Mandalorian, they're gonna introduce Boba Fett? Well, it takes place now. No, I thought it takes place between episodes. Six and seven. So, Return of the Jedi and Force I say Olympics. now, but I, I used air quotes. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean then? <laughs> like, during the start, the, like the, doesn't it take place during like the now of Star Wars? No. I thought it took place... So, it, when Boba, Boba Fett would be like old. No, no, no. It takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And canonically... Well, I actually know if that's even true anymore. But... Originally, he didn't actually die in the Sarlacc pit. He, he apparently got out. 
which is bullshit. But <laughs> in the in the I don't know if it was comics or like a book or something, but he he ended up living just like Darth Maul. Ended up living, being sliced in half. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. Like that motherfucker is dead. You fall in a pit in the Star Wars universe, no matter how. Oh shit, Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you fall in a pit in the Star Wars universe, you are fine. You're fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many limbs you lose, or how far the fall is, or what you fall into, because that was a, that was a monster in that pit. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, Luke fell in a pit. That's true. Yeah. There's a monster in that pit too. <laughs> but yeah, Mandalorian. Uh. Saw another trailer that dropped. Well, not really a trailer, but kind of like a first look trailer. Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Your journey. Yes, it's in. Yeah. So did it give you? Did it, did it, did you have a rising in your pants when you saw the trailer? Oh, uh, I did. That's and I, we all we all know what I'm talking about. That fucking racing. But you got the fucking two lightsabers in her hand. That those lightsabers. Fucking, yeah, those lightsabers did look badass. That shit is dope. It's yeah. really just a folding Darth Maul saber. Basically, it's like there's some kind of like lightsaber committee at Star Wars, like or Lucas Ranch or Disney, I guess now. They sit around going, "What's a cool way?" To introduce this lightsaber. A new lightsaber, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Darth Maul, remember when he did like the, when he first used it, it was like one end came out like, oh shit. And the second end came out like, oh, double side. Or with Kylo Ren in The but Force Awakens. There, there were people that talked shit of like, it doesn't make any sense for his lightsaber to look like that. This is stupid. What, double sided? Huh? Double sided or Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. Oh, Kylo Ren, yeah. But yeah. even with that, remember when he did it in Force Awakens trailer where one beam came out and then the two little beams came out? Like they yeah. always like, oh shit, it's one thing. Oh, it's another thing. <laughs> Same thing here. It's two lightsabers. It folds out. It's a double sided lightsaber. I'm like, that shit looks dope though. It does. But it's not real. It's definitely not real. It's like a Force Vision or something. I mean, but the idea, I, it makes sense if it's not real because if they're going to the the Death Star or whatever where uh, the Emperor died and it seems like the Emperor has a big presence in this movie I think that leads a lot of credence to all those theories about her being some kind of descendant of Palpatine or something could be yeah because if it was if it was if, so, if Ray really if Ray was really going to the dark side they wouldn't show that in no, the trailer definitely not at not. all this no. is just hey guys come see our movie I know Last Jedi left a big that's really know, what it's about yeah, it's like I know, sour, I know it left a sour taste in your mouth but we're gonna get. We got J.J. Abrams back, so it's gonna be good, right? You like the Force Awakens, right? That's so really what it is. We're going back to that. Because <laughs> think about how big of an f you that is, even to the Last Jedi, with that whole sequence of like, oh, you went right to the dark, but oh no, there's a balance, and that's why it's it's not about dark and light. It's about the gray neutral. It's like, nah, it's about the dark. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, all that goes out the fucking yeah. window. <laughs> or even the poster that they released, Kylo Ren and Rick. Ray fighting. Oh yeah, with Palpatine watching them. Yeah, but, Dude, Mace, but Mace Windu's dead. He fell. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he didn't fall in a pit. He fell out a window. <laughs> that's different. No, he's black. That's really. That's really why. That's really why. <laughs> oh, that's racist. Ah, <laughs> <He fell>. motherfucker. <laughs> 
So are you more hyped for Rise of the Skywalker now? I'm I'm more excited, but at the same time, I'm still like, but I really didn't like Last Jedi. <laughs> but it's but it's JJ A. And then on top of that, a lot of the complaints I had with the JJ Abrams Force Awake is like it's the same shit. Well, what, more or less last, like Last Hope. Or I mean the uh, A New Hope. New Hope. Like we're doing another Death Star and then this. We're going back to the Death Star graveyard. Palpatine's coming back. It's like... Look, as a man that did Power Rangers Unworthy, I like homages. So I was fine with The Force Awakens retreading that, those old... Because it's like, again, Lucas himself said that this whole saga is like, it's like a poem. It's got stanzas, and the stanzas rhyme. So it should be cribbing things from uh, A New Hope, and cribbing things from Empire Strikes Back, and cribbing things from Return of the Jedi. It doesn't have to be the same, but it should remind you of it. All I know is if Finn and Finn and that Paul and Finn don't get together, oh, you know they're gonna set Finn with that black girl. Poor, poor Vision. That is the only reason to have that black chick. It's definitely gonna be Finn's new love interest. People, no, like his love isn't his love interest. Uh, you said I kiss. That kiss was so awkward. Even in the movie, Finn's like, what? Fish, <laughs> I don't know you. I mean, but that might be uh, what's his face's daughter? Lando. Lando. Even that. Why? Well, all the black people gotta be related. Well, Finn ain't related to nobody. <laughs> I say that, but guess what? In Power Rangers Unworthy, Zack is related to Billy. Why? Both black. That's why. <laughs> I'm trash. <laughs> I hate what I am. <laughs> uh, that's it for trailers. Cool. But uh, before we get to the big news, let's just get this out the way real quick. I'm disappointed because uh, Angel is Fallen is number one at the box office. With $21.25 million. So Angel is risen, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's risen to number one. <laughs> Good Boys is number two, 11.7. Overcomer, I don't know what the fuck that is, is number three. <laughs> Sounds like a porn. <laughs> Overcomer. Over, came over. <laughs> you came too much? <laughs> Bring that it sounds, back. That sounds like when I come. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I shoot all the time. <laughs> Gross. Are you a shooter or are you a guzzler? Or not a guzzler, but it's like a like Ivan Ooze. It depends. Ivan was like, I know what you're talking about. It, it depends on how. Tu- I don't want to talk about this. Detail. You're talking about. Well, it depends on how turned on I am. If I'm like, you know. <laughs> but uh, Lion King. So you're saying you're not an overcomer. You're just a comer. It's about fifty-fifty. <laughs> but Lion King is number four. It's still in the top five. Lion King is number four with 8.1. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw is number five. And uh, Ready or Not is number six with 7.5 million for the weekend. But it opened on on Tuesday this week because it didn't want to compete with uh, Angel is Falling. That's smart. So for the total right now, it's uh, $10.5 million. I'm not sure what the budget is. I don't know if that's probably, that could probably still be a good thing. But at the same time, I'm like, considering how good that movie was, I'm like, I want it to be higher. It really should be. This yeah. reminds me, at least Crawl did better. It didn't even do as good as Crawl. No. But like I said, it still could be good depending on the budget. What do you think was better, Ready or Not or Crawl? I'm going to say you're going to say Ready or Not. Yeah, Ready or Not. Damn, I don't even know. I like both for different reasons. But they're both really good. I think as like a fun movie to watch, I think I would sooner rewatch Ready or Not. So maybe that's what wins. 
Yeah, I would definitely rewatch Ready or Not more before I watch Crawl. Crawl. Yeah, I feel like Crawl is like a one and done. Yes. Yeah. It's a good one and done. No, it's really good. It's just, you know, once you know what happens, you know, a lot of that middle section is like, you know, being isolated and stuff. You don't, you don't want to rewatch that. It's it was not- a good one night stand, but it's not enough for me to want to, yeah. not again, overcome. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Overcomer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now. On to the news that everybody wants to talk. Because even people, I can't wait till you guys talk about the Spider-Man news on Blur Vision. Oh, you're talking about crawl? What the fuck? Get to the fucking Sony. Get, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we talked about it before. But in case you guys have been living under a rock, which I don't know how. You don't know this news. No, nah, man. It broke the internet. <laughs> it completely broke the fucking internet. <laughs> but, uh, and this is funny. I, I was going on my way to see Ready or Not when this news dropped. Oh, wow. And I was like. I don't even want to go to the theater anymore. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's like a family member died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. This. I, I'm like, no. I, I need to. Rec- we need to record a podcast like now. <laughs> like, I, I don't like. We gotta wait. T- I'm like, it's only Tuesday. We gotta wait till Monday to talk about this shit. Word. <laughs> well, I was literally hoping that by the time we talked about it, it would have been resolved. No. <laughs> no. Sadly, well, I guess technically, reality. as it stands now, it has been resolved. <laughs> reality is all but disappointing. Not, not in the way we want. Yeah. Reality is not the way any, that we want. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, this dropped on Tuesday. It was from Deadline. And there were talks. And uh, uh, apparently this, this the talks have been going on for, uh, since six months ago. Yeah. But basically, Disney and Sony were trying to renegotiate their contract for Spider-Man. And ultimately, we don't really know what, the behind the scenes uh, uh, negotiations ended up because I'm hearing different stories. Like basically I'm hearing that Disney wanted 50%. Then I'm also hearing that Disney didn't want 50%. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on, but basically what it boils down to is Disney want, wanted more of a, of a stake in the Spider-Man franchise and Sony is basically saying no. And what I'm hearing is Disney originally wanted a 50% stake, a co-financing stake in the Spider-Man franchise. And not only just 50% in the Spider-Man franchise, but also in Venom, Craven the Hunt, all of this, all of this uh, subsidiary Sony properties. But would that be also overseen by Kevin Feige and, and, and Marvel? Yes. Okay, so so really they're like, look, give us fifty percent and we'll make all your movies better. <laughs> but then I'm also hearing that spot that Kevin Feige also had his hand in in the Venom movie that went uh, that he helped them with the Venom movie. But he's always been like they even got notes from him for Amazing Spider-Man. They didn't follow all of his notes, but I remember they did give like Feige uh-huh. did give notes for that. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, he, I think his note was um, complaining about uh, how Peter Parker was betrayed and he seemed too selfish. I think in the second movie or the first movie, I don't remember. But they were like, fuck you. <laughs> we're doing what we want. They're like, why ask him? But yeah, there's been a lot of reports going on. Like, there's the talk, you hear one version where Disney wanted 50%, but then Sony didn't come with a counter offer. But then there's another thing that says Sony was perfectly fine with the deal as it stood now. But then I'm also reading that Sony was willing to concede 25%. Of the co-financing and profits. For, yeah, I heard thirty then twenty-five. But then, but Disney saying no to even that. Just take the twenty-five, bro. 
And so it's like basically what is what is boiled boiled down you to. You got all the money, Disney. You got it all, baby. Why you gotta give more than twenty five, man? You good? And, and you get the merchandising. And part of that is like the reason that Disney wants more is because they're like, look, you need us more than we need you. Look at what happened with Dark Phoenix. Look at what happened with Apocalypse. But that wasn't Sony. That was Fox. Well, no, I'm saying. But just because other superhero properties are not connected to the MCU that oh. are supposed to be in the MCU. Oh, okay. Like, they're like, people are like, fans at this point, they don't want separate universes. They want the, they want our shared universe. It's like, oh, yeah? What about Venom then, bitch? Like, <laughs> again, if, it, if Venom did bad, that argument would work. <laughs> I think a large part of the reason that Venom did what it did is, remember all those rumors that dropped that, oh, Tom Holland's going to appear, not as Spider-Man, but he's going to be in the movie as Peter Parker? Ew. And so, <laughs> and actually, it turns out that those rumors weren't actually rumors. They were true. Tom Holland did actually film a scene. Really? In Venom. But Kevin Feige saw it. And, and was, was like, like, no. No. Take him out. Do you know what the scene was? I don't know what the scene was. Oh, man. I'm sure it was terrible. Then Kevin Feige was like, no. <laughs> but, but that came no. from uh, the late John Schnepp, who, who was on set. And then they talked about it on Collider. It was like, no, we can now confirm. We can now actually say, because could, they couldn't talk about it before. But we can actually say that John Schnepp was on set and he they they actually did film a scene with Tom Holland as Peter Parker and Marvel Studios was like, no, take no, we know. No. <laughs> no boy no. This is terrible. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and so also with, with with the news, they're basically saying that and again, everything is coming out differently. Like Sony's blaming Disney, Disney's blaming Sony. But part of all the so again, we don't know what the final story is, but part of what's coming out as well is because now Disney owns Fox and they have the Fantastic Four properties and the X-Men properties that Kevin Feige also has to deal with. Disney co-chair Alan Bergman is like, we don't need the Spider-Man franchise anymore. Have Kevin Feige focus on these other things. So he purposely self-sabotaged the Sony deal because he doesn't want to deal with Sony anymore. What? Yep. The source claimed that Disney co-chairman Alan Bergman had been assisting on ending talks with Sony for some time and was the one who was representing the studio during negotiation with during negotiation, renegotiation talks with the uncertain motives. I don't understand. Like what does I don't why Disney? So it's really Disney's fault. Ultimately. Like the ball was in Disney's court, and all they had to be was like, was like, yeah, we'll take the twenty-five. Or they could have just kept the deal that they negotiated in the first place to get five percent of first dollar gross. I mean, with the merchandising they made, it, it ended up being the, 50% yeah, the, mer- with the, the fact, merchandising. Just the fact that they have the merchandising that alone. Yeah, Spider Man is the biggest. Spider Man is the biggest selling toy but property. How does that work? Like if if. So Mar- Sony makes Spider-Man homeless, right? Whatever the third movie is, they can still make toys based on that movie without giving any money to Sony. Yes, that's so weird. But that's the deal they negotiated. Yeah. So it's like merchandising alone. If you think about it, like, like, don't you have to be like, you have to tell us what the what's in the movie so we can sell toys for it. Yeah. Oh wow. Because if if you think about it, that's why Static Shock got canceled. Not because of ratings. The ratings were high, toys. but because it didn't sell toys. Yeah. That's why Young Justice got canceled in the first place, because it wasn't selling toys. Because mm. mostly adults were watching. We're watching it, yeah. yeah. It's not the audience. <laughs> and they wanted to sell to, and toys is like where the money comes from. Yeah. So it's wow. like, you're getting the majority of the money in the merchandising. 
And bro, this, you already have. And yeah, all you the already money. have more money than God. <laughs> yes, billions. <laughs> so it's like when this, take the hit. So going back to it, when this news dropped, the very minor hit is like, nah, if it's not a full W, I don't want the win. <laughs> so it's like it when, when the news dropped, everybody was against Sony. Like Me included. Jeremy, yeah, you included. Jeremy Renner was a treat. Like Sony, we want Marvel. We want we want Spider Man back. And uh, people were saying, save Sony for save Spider Man from Sony. Uh, I mean, that, that mouse. Tom, Tom Holland's dad even came out with a tweet like save Spider-Man or whatever we want Mar- Marvel fans we want Spider-Man back and it's like well you never had him hey, <laughs> to begin with Sony always had him and and it's like I'm just like no you guys are not looking at the like it's, this is not Sony's fault at all but that Disney PR marketing, that Disney baby. PR marketing, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like shit, legit like Obi Wan, like, huh? This is not our fault, huh? And it's like, yes, this is not your fault, Disney. <laughs> but uh, also with that news, uh... hold up, where do I want to go? But yeah, so this this is basically like a big divorce between two parents fighting over their kids because with that John Watts who's the director of the first two Spider-Man movies okay. is not signed on to do a Spider-Man 3 and Sony wants him to come on to fit, to direct a Spider-Man 3 but Disney slash Marvel wants to keep him on for future properties with with their movies so now they're fighting they're fighting over john watts oh my god at least let them have john watts for spider-man nope. so maybe the third movie won't be shitty like nope. maybe it'll have a chance they're for the bat- fans they're battling sony pictures for john watts but uh. spider-man 3 already has the writers for, for spider-man homecoming and spider-man far from home oh okay so and, a different director these are the same writers yeah so it's gonna be different directors same same writers as it stands now but they're battling for John Watts okay and also with that Tom Holland basically came out <laughs> I love you all 3000 I'm sorry yeah he, he, he confirmed <laughs> that cause there was also talks that well if he can't appear if he's not gonna appear in the MCU anymore since the Tom Holland Spider-Man was so intrinsic to the MCU to the point that Iron Man gave his life mm-hmm. to bring to bring this Spider-Man back. And it's like, well, we can't mention how we're going to do this because we can't mention the Avengers anymore. This Spider-Man is so tied to Tony Stark. We can't mention Tony Stark anymore in these really movies. And that was really the only out that I kind of saw for him in Far From Home. Or after Far From Home, I mean. Like once, spoilers, his identity is revealed. Like, at least in the MCU, he had scrolls he could have used to hide his identity. He's got, you know, Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. that has his back. He's got the Avengers that know him. But, like, if he's by himself now, all that goes out the window. But also, logically, it's like, but but why wouldn't you you go to any of them? And not even just that. You can't even mention them. Like, yeah. nah, Spider- well, what about Thor? He's all for it. What about Captain Marvel? Like, you yeah. can't mention them. Can't talk about them. And the fact that Aunt May had this little fling with Happy, and then Happy's, like, became his surrogate adopted father, can't. There's no happy. Happy's a I mean, happy's least, an MCU property. Yeah, but at least in that, they did set it up where Aunt May wasn't really about him anyway. Yeah, but she, I don't think Happy would ignore Peter. No, I'm just saying at least for that relationship, it all. It so yeah, super for that relationship, it would make sense, but not for a relationship between Peter and Happy. Nope, not at all. Especially like I mean, we don't have any more Iron Man movies, but like next time we see Happy. He's never going to talk about Spider-Man again, even though they had that really endearing moment where he looks at Peter as Tony Stark. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. You fucking assholes. 
<laughs> so it creates a lot of problems in both Sony and Marvel's yeah. movies going forward. But can't just get it over. Can't just fucking get over it and bite the bullet. But that, so there was rumors of saying, well, maybe they're gonna re- just reboot Spider Man again. Oh fuck, that's the worst case scenario. I would rather it stay. Well, what would you rather? Reboot or? But but before I get before I get to my answer, so they're saying, well, let's just reboot Spider Man again and then just make it more like the Spider-Man video games, and then that'd be an easier way to transition Venom into the world because we could just say it's an Elseworld Ugh. type story. We we already introduced the Elseworld. We're like fire a, Tom Holland, really? We, we already introduced an Elseworld story in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I'm thinking in my head, even with all of this, I'm just like, so has the Spider-Man franchise become like the defense against the dark arts position in Harry Potter? Oh, just keep switching people. Yeah, keep switching people. Like you can never get past two movies. <laughs> Tobey Maguire is the only one that can make a trilogy. Yeah. It's yeah, like, fuck that. I don't want that. Andrew at all. Garfield couldn't make it to three. Now Tom Holland can't make it to three. Like, what's going on? I, I, if Sony decides to reboot, that's the dumbest thing they could do. Because at least if you keep Tom Holland and keep this running storyline. You keep that goodwill. But it's also, but it's like, how though? How do you keep this running? I don't know how they do it. But I'm just saying, if you if you just reboot, you lose all of that goodwill that was already established with the MCU. You basically just just erase the last five years. Like you're 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 losing out on the sure thing. So if you at least you keep Tom Holland, people are so invested in that Spider Man. Because even if you think about Mysterio, like granted, he could be or he might not. I'm hoping not. But if Mysterio is not dead, or they want to bring Mysterio back. He's so intrinsically tied to Tony Stark. Yeah. Both his current villains are. Vulture and Mysterio. Vulture and Mysterio. And so I guess you can make the argument saying like, well, you would have to reboot because we can't... Because yeah, these are our characters, but these are our characters that we let use within the MCU and we can't mention Tony Stark. We can't mention Iron Man. We can't mention the Avengers. We can't mention Nick Fury. We can't mention S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, you could bring him back and never talk about their origins again. And that's another thing. Do you have to change the designs? Like, yeah, even his even his Spider-Man, like, like his current Spider-Man suit. Yeah, both of them. All three of them, actually. All three of them. They're all Iron Man inspired and built. Yeah. Unless you just never mention it again. Just like, where did you get that suit from? <laughs> and so I guess you can make an art, because there are a lot of people that don't like that. The fact that Spider-Man is so tied to Tony Stark. Haters. <laughs> that's all and I mean, I kind of feel haters. that. I mean, I kind of feel that way, too, because it's like. Spider-Man is special in his own right. He's not baby Iron Man. He's Spider-Man. That's what Far From Home was about. Yeah. I like I like the introduction of how he was handled in the MCU. But at the same time, it's like, you don't mention the stuff that makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. Like, they don't even mention Uncle Ben. Oh, you're about to get all the Uncle Ben you can fucking handle yeah. now. You better take that monkey paw wish back because you're going to get all the Uncle Ben now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, I did have an uncle. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, they don't mention Uncle Ben at all. They don't mention none of the things. I think the Uncle Ben thing is the only thing. Yeah. And then, like, the fact that they don't really, they also don't lean into the fact that he's, like, super smart. They only did it at the very end when he started making his own suit. But then it's like, where where did this come from? (laughs) They tease that he's smart. He made his web shooters and he's made other things. Yeah, but they didn't didn't really show him. I mean, <laughs> He's relied on the AI way more. He relied on his own ingenuity. Yeah, but the reason why I liked it is because it reminded me of Ultimate Spider-Man, where he kind of like he he was the youngest character in an established universe already. But even on Ultimate Spider-Man, they still showed him be very smart. 
Yeah, and he, he definitely he was never connected to Iron Man as closely as he is in the MCU. Yeah, but still, there there what one of my favorite parts of the Ultimate Spider-Man run was toward the very end, right before he died, uh, when the Avengers were training or the Ultimates they call it, the Ultimate Universe. The Ultimates were training him, and they had like a thing where Captain America trained him, and Thor trained him, and Iron Man trained him, and you could see their personalities bouncing off his younger character, and like that. I feel like those issues is a lot of inspired. How he how he acted in the MCU, and like, there's a certain level of like, uh, I don't know, kid joy. That's not the right phrase, but like he brought a level of energy, wonderment. yeah, wonderment uh, and awe in the universe. That I, I feel like it's missing now, and I want to talk about that when we get into like, what do we think is going to happen in the MCU now? Like, can we replace him? Can we like, what can we do to pivot away from who was gonna be the next Tony Stark in this universe? Like, what what are the options? But yeah, but with that. It's a lot of moving pieces with this with this story. So, Tom Holland is basically coming out and saying, "No, they're not going to reboot it as it stands now. I'm still Spider-Man, and it's not the end. It's not the end of me playing Spider-Man. There's definitely more to come. We sat down with some of our creatives. We pitched Spider-Man Three, which is going to be something very special. It's going to be something very different. I'm just so grateful that Marvel changed my life and allowed my dreams to come true. And Sony." And Sony allowing me to continue living my dream. And uh, basically, he's like, I have a job. <laughs> Thank but, God I have a job. But yeah, but he's, he's saying that it's really exciting, the ideas we have for how we can expand the Spider-Man world and bring new characters into it and cross over with some other people. It's really exciting. And it's only going to get bigger and better from here. I can, like, I can which is great. And basically... I can see the sniper... Like, yeah, I was, just, I was just about to say. And so basically this statement says, Tom Holland had the gun to his head. Yeah. And they said, you better read this motherfucker. <laughs> you better be appreciative. I am so happy that I can continue to be Spider-Man for Sony. But with that, Zendaya... And Tom Holland unfollowed Sony's Instagram account. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's like, are they really that happy? Probably not. (laughs) And then also with that, uh, Kevin Feige came out and said... Oh, I hated his statement. Said a statement. Like, uh, you can just tell me that a deal fell through and we're sorry. Don't blow up smoke my ass like, oh, yeah, we knew from the start this was never going to be a permanent thing. Motherfucker, you literally said in the last movie, you know what? If Tony Stark, if, if without you, Tony Stark would not have sacrificed himself. At least you being here forever <laughs> means well, yeah, that what he, he could die in peace. He was like, it was a dream that I never thought would happen. It was never meant to last forever. Bullshit. We knew that we knew there was a finite amount of time that we'd be able to do this, and we told the story we wanted to tell. And I'll always be thankful for that. Now, bullshit. the one thing I will say, it's not it's not bullshit in the sense that no, more than likely they knew the Spider-Man deal was only going to last for a certain amount of time, but. He didn't know it was going to be this. He didn't know it was going to be over this quick. Because remember. At least a trilogy. No, not even. (laughs) Remember before we officially. Once once they officially got Spider-Man into the MCU. He said we envisioned seven movies for this character. We wanted to be like. We wanted to be like the Harry Potter series was almost like every. Yeah, you grow up with Spider-Man. So maybe after that seven movies, he probably like, okay, we're not going to be able to continue after that. But no, motherfucker, you had a goal of at least seven movies with Spider-Man in your universe. (laughs) You, you can't tell me it's like, no, no, we saw this coming when like the last movie was literally like, don't worry, we've got a lot more adventures coming for Spider-Man. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Get out of here. <laughs> 
So I was like, yeah, you might have, you might have had some, some, some idea that Spider Man wasn't gonna be in the MCU forever, yeah. but you set him, you set him, you up set him up, yeah, you set him up as like the, the new Tony Stark, yeah. the new centerpiece of the universe. Because we don't even get like the other characters are like what could be considered the centerpieces of the universe, like a Black Panther. That's well, twenty twenty two. It's gonna be Captain Marvel. <laughs> 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 she's the strongest Avenger she's throwing up in my mouth that's fucking disgusting she didn't earn none of that Spider-Man had a better stake of being the next centerpiece of the MCU than Captain Marvel does cause she's a woman uh, empowerment uh. and then uh, but yeah but also with that this is the final part of the of the of the this mo- a lot of moving pieces but yeah but basically um, Tom Rothman, who's the uh, s- chief of uh, Sony Studios, they basically believe that because of the success of Venom and Into the Spider Verse, that quote they've learned everything we learned everything we need to learn from Kevin's playbook, and we're ready to forge ahead with a marvelous Spider Man. Whatever, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I don't want that spot. I don't want that ice cream. I want my ice cream. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's and bullshit. it's like, yes. If you really think about it, Sony, as much as we shit on Sony, Sony has made the, to this day, Sony still made the best Spider-Man movie ever. What? Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Didn't we say oh, that was yeah. our number one? Yeah, but that, but that's different. That was the animation team. Plus, <laughs> you know they weren't as involved because it was like, oh, this is a, this movie's gonna be whatever. It's not gonna be big, but then it blew up. But like this, they always have their hand. And funny enough, it's like, why is it that Sony can make good animation? Like you think about Spectacular Spider-Man, that was Sony. Yeah, and a lot of people say that's the best animated Spider-Man ever. I think the executives put their hands in the big tentpole movies. Yeah, because uh, Sam Raimi didn't want Venom in Spider-Man Three, nope. but Sony was like, no, you're gonna fucking put Venom in this movie. I mean, same look, thing look with look all the Sinister Six setup in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And the Aunt May movie. <laughs> and what do you think is going to fucking happen here with Spider-Man Home 3 or whatever it's called? It's going to be the same shit. Spider-Man. They're going to shove Venom down your throat. They're going to shove this fucking Sinister Six bullshit down your throat. Talking about Far From Home. This is going to be Spider-Man 3 is Spider-Man Far From Home because he's far from Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> <laughs> say that title for one more movie. Yeah. <laughs> Homecoming Far From Home. That makes sense. Spider-Man never going home. <laughs> never going home. <laughs> All right, so you want what? What do you think in terms of what do you think is going to happen in the Spider-Man franchise moving forward? What do you think is going to happen in the Marvel franchise moving forward? And what do you think Marvel is going to do or can do to kind of replace Spider-Man in the MCU? Because like Spider-Man had a great piece of the Marvel universe where it allowed us to see the MCU from the ground up. We had to see how normal people reacted to all the shit happening in the crazy Marvel universe. No other character really in the MCU gave us that I mean, I guess you point. could say Ant-Man. But not even that. Because it let us see what high school kids were thinking. Like the the, the, the stuff in Far From Home with well, I was like just normal, making... Like quote unquote normal people. But he's not really... I see what you're saying that he's the most normal out of all the other Avengers. But like he didn't have an ear to the ground with... Like, he was, like, a super thief. And he was working at a fucking, like, a high-tech security company. Like, he's not, like, a... a, The vantage point of a high school kid is way more, like, relatable to us. 
than a because we're high school kids. <laughs> well, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, he's going to the, the bodegas and he's fucking talking to random people on the street. Like we get to see that part of the Marvel universe. But you know, Scott Scott Lang's more like. Does like, I say Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, so Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. He's, like, he's like a super spy or like a super thief. Like is that the same kind of thing? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't, so what do you think? What do you think they're gonna do? What can they do? Honestly, in terms of Marvel, the only thing that they can do is ignore it. Because what else? Because they can't mention. Because if if you don't have Spider Man in the in the MCU, like you can't mention him. So what happens in Avengers Five? They're like, all right, new team. Should we call Spider? Don't say that. <laughs> like, that like, kid. Yeah, the kid got he he got shot. <laughs> Wow! Wow! He's I think dead. he died. Yeah, that's Spider Sense. That remember that Peter Tingle he had because they could probably say that because it's not Spider Sense. Remember that Peter Tingle he had? Yeah, it wasn't working. And he died. <laughs> what? Because <the laughs> like, because like I said, like, what can they do? Like, both properties they can't mention each other. At he this was point. even in like even in Infinity War where they had that battle in New York. He was right there. You can't have a fight in New York anymore without like where's Spider Man? What the? Where's Spider-Man at? <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, like I said, like they can, if they can't mention each other, how do you finagle that? Like the only way, the only at least for, for Marvel has a has a better vantage point of doing it because they have way more properties that they could use. So yeah. it's like if you're in Ant Man takes place in San Francisco, you don't have to worry about mentioning the Spider-Man. Yeah. Like more, it's really the, more, the next most most of their properties. For the most part, with the exception of like Doctor Strange, they don't really take place in New York, so you don't have to really mention Spider Man. Yeah. Until you get until until you get to an Avengers, and even with then, you could be like, "What happened to that kid? Oh, he's not old enough." After what happened with after what happened with Iron Man, we're not no no kids. We rescinded his invitation. Like now that he's now that Iron Man and Captain America aren't the leaders of the Avengers anymore, you could be like. We're not having kids in in the Avengers. You could just say that kid. What happened to that kid? So they can't introduce any more kids though for that excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was gonna say like, do you introduce more kid characters? Do you introduce like a like a, like an Iron Lad? Do you introduce a? Let's uh, talk something doing a, a Nova, young, a young Avengers. I mean, but yeah. you it, you could do Nova and have to be Richard Ryder, not Sam Alexander. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do you introduce more kids to fill that missing like you know youth? the missing adolescent piece of the Avengers pie. Cause it really brought like a level of energy to it that like, look, say what you want. Spider-Man for the few times he was in the MCU, which is like what? Five movies, five movies. Yeah. Like he brought like a, like a fresh air to it. That was like the me- most memorable part of a lot of those movies, civil war, infinity war, Endgame. Yeah. And then not only that, like, like my favorite moments are Spider-Man moments. Not only that, people keep talking about how, and I mentioned this earlier, like how the Spider-Man movies are made. Like none of the Spider-Man movies have made less than seven hundred million dollars. But for the most part, they have had a diminishing law of returns. Like, yeah. it, it, at least in terms of people's uh, perception of how they saw Spider-Man. Like when Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two came out, like people are getting to the point that they didn't give a fuck about Spider-Man movies anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was reaching burnout. Yeah, and it was Spider-Man showing up in Civil War. Before he had his own movie, and then showing up in uh, what did he show? He showed no, up in Civil War. It was Civil War Homecoming. Then he okay. So then Infinity War, then Endgame, then Far From Home. So it was him showing up in Civil War that boosted uh, 
people's interest in Spider-Man yeah. again. And then the hey everyone. That broke the internet. It did. Uh, hey everyone. And then, <gasps> and, then, and then him having his own movie. Now granted, it didn't make a whole lot of money, but it made I believe it made more than Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And it was because people were scared. After fucking Spider-Man 2, it was like, right, is this gonna be good? Oh, it was good. Okay. And then you see and then how all it of builds that, up. And, and all of that was free advertising for Sony. Like, they didn't see a dime for Civil War, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame. But it still made Far From Home their highest grossing property ever. Yeah. Not just in terms of Spider-Man, but any property that Sony owns. Yeah. That's their biggest movie ever. Yeah. And so, I feel like, in many ways... It's not even just going to hurt Sony. I feel like it's going to hurt both of them. Because both of their movies set Spider-Man up to be this bigger character than he's going to end up becoming. Like, now he's just like, it's going to be like crickets. (laughs) Spider-Man. I feel like Sony, they could make Spider-Man 3 decent in a vacuum. I think it could be a good movie. In a vacuum, yes. But then at the same time, it's but then like... It's after that. It's like... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. In a vacuum, yes. But then at the same time, it's like, considering that's Sony's really only property that's making money, think about Men in Black. Well, no, Jumanji's made the money too. Yeah. So... And now they can't really reverse that Mysterio thing without some big like, really? That's bullshit. Like, the, the most they can do is like a spectacular Spider-Man where he's like... Uh, no, we're... Wait, how did they solve that in Spectacular Spider-Man? What are you talking about? Remember when Venom revealed Spider-Man's identity? I forgot how they handled that in Spectacular Spider-Man. I remember them being like, no, that's not true. It's not really Peter. And people will eventually just believing him. I don't remember. It was like a big thing in Spectacular Spider-Man where he was like, I'm going to reveal who Spider-Man is. It's Peter Parker. Oh, but he didn't show his face. He just told the news networks, like, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. It's a good thing. He was like, no, he's not. Nah, no way. But in this, it's like, without like a scroll or something to have... He didn't show his face either. He was just like, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And it showed his, like, high school ID or whatever. That's true. So maybe he could just be like, no, come on. He's lying. He's a villain, right? Eh." Yeah, I'm in high school. Like, I'm not Spider-Man. I'm I'm a boy. (laughs) Yeah. It's just weird that he have all of this like attention on him, and nobody from the MCU trying to help anymore. <laughs> it's like Nick Fury, help me! <laughs> nah, that's all right. No. Nick Fury is in another dimension. Yeah. Or they could do that. He gets sucked in another dimension. I don't know. But oh, that's weird. But that's what I'll say. Like they set they set such high stakes with the Spider Man character. There's no way. Well, not not no way, but I don't know how they would like rectify this. In both mo- in both universes, like I said, Marvel has the advantage, and they can just do other properties and not mention them. Guardians of the Galaxy takes place in space. Yeah, you don't have to mention Spider Man. Doctor Strange is going to be exploring the multiverse. You don't have to mention Spider Man. Ant Man takes place in San Francisco, and that's also the thing where Marvel has the advantage where different locations. Not even just that, but like they have so many properties under their belt. X-Men, once they do that, Fantastic Four, Black yeah. Panther, Captain Marvel. X-Men might be how they recapture the adolescent youth angle. And uh, the that fact that be. they're doing like, I'll get to that later, but like all the Disney Plus properties that they're doing. Yes, all the all the announcements like, forget about Spider-Man. We've got all these things coming. Because <laughs> they didn't really talk about Spider-Man during D23, no. which is also weird because Spider-Man was on their banner. Yeah. <laughs> like, Awkward. Oops. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say that that's also where they have the advantage and where I feel Disney has a higher leverage than Sony because like 
at a certain point, so all Sony has is Spider-Man. And yeah, that creates a whole bunch of different characters that doesn't necessarily lead into the Spider-Man universe in terms of like, you don't have to see Spider-Man in these, like a Morbius. I doubt Spider-Man's going to be in that. Hopefully if they, not. If they do like Black Cat and Silver Sable, Spider-Man's probably not going to be in that. But I'm pretty sure at a certain point, they're going to want to put them all together in like an Avengers-style thing since that's their only property. But as, but because of that, you're going to get Spider-Man fatigue. Uh, I already have it just listening to those titles. Yeah. <laughs> Black Cat and Silver Sable. Uh, who cares? Because it's like it's only Morbius, it's only it's only Spider-Man related stuff. So eventually you're gonna be like, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Like, whereas Marvel has the has the advantage. Where it's like you're doing a Doctor Strange, which is different from a Captain Marvel, which is different from a Black Panther, which is different from an Eternals, which is different from uh, what else are they did they announce? Uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Yeah. And then you bring them all together in the Avengers. <sighs> Literally made me tired listening to that. <laughs> just, oh, so depressing. There's a world for Sony. You think they're just gonna uh, for the third so that, movie? That, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't still know. Like, I don't know what Sony. But after that, Spider-Man versus Venom is that gonna be a whole movie unto itself? Like, who cares? Again, the way you set up Venom has nothing to do with Spider-Man. So yeah. why do I care about a Venom and Spider-Man movie? They're going to team They have no connection of Venom being pissed off that Spider-Man rejected him yeah. and Eddie Brock being pissed off because Spider-Man and Peter Parker got him fired from his job and fucked up his life. Like, there's no connection to make those characters like arch nemeses. They should really just jump right into Spider-Verse. That, that's something I could be like, oh, shit, yes, I can get behind that. But then that's just the one movie. Maybe that that creates a spinoff of movies. Maybe that brings back. Uh, maybe he had. Maybe they have multiple Spider Mans in their universe. Maybe they have Tobey Maguire do a Spider Man Four now because we can follow him back to his universe and we get to see Spider Man Four. Hmm, that's pretty good. I don't want that though. I don't want that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make the best of some bad apples, man. This is bullshit. <laughs> I hate this. I hate all of this. <laughs> but uh. I do want to see more young characters introduced in the MCU, though, to, to replace Tom Holland. Because he, he brought a level of energy to it that I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss. Um, we'll get to that. But uh, with that, somebody else that hates the news, uh, Stanley's daughter. Oh, yeah. I don't I didn't even know all about this. I just heard about she it. She hates the news. She was like, uh, basically, she's defending Sony and just came out and said, well, my father died. No one at Marvel or Disney reached out to me. From day one, they have commoditized. Commodit- Commoditized, commoditized, com- what the fuck is this word? Commoditized. How do you say this word? Commoditized. Where? Right here. Commoditized, commoditized. I don't see where that fucking word is. Right here. Oh, commoditized? Commoditized? I, I don't know. <laughs> commoditized. I've never heard that word before ever. Commoditized commoditized whatever my father's work and never shown him or his legacy any respect or decency in the end no one could have treated my father worse than marvel and disney's executives so uh yeah she's basically defending defending sony against disney saying fuck disney fuck marvel but i'm also like when Stanley was alive, wasn't there reports coming out that you were abusing him? Elder abuse? I talked about that. The daughter? The daughter. 
Oh, I didn't know about. Oh, okay. I, I did. I talked about that. I didn't remember it was the daughter though. I thought it was like her, his, his helpers and stuff. So I'm just like, I listened to this and I'm just like, granted, I don't know if Is it's she true. making money from this. I don't know if it's true or not. But she making money from Sony. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, that would be like a oh, she's lying. But I don't know. But that's why I'm like, so I'm, granted, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not. But I'm like, you probably should shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Why even say that? Yeah. Why are you even talking? Hmm. But at the same time, though, part of me is like, that would be kind of fucked up if nobody reached out to her. It is. It is. Did she say that Sony did? She didn't say, no. She didn't say so Sony reached like, out. What the fuck? You uh, mad at Disney because they didn't reach out? But they only, they only own half the characters. But so. also remember, but also she, she wants to own, she feels like she should own these characters in wake of her father's death. What? Not Disney Marvel. Should belong to her. Greedy bitch. <laughs> I, about to, I talked about that on podcast. Like she, she wants to own the characters. Because you're greedy. Because again, that's all my. Is she making money off of this? I, don't know. I mean, everybody's greedy. Basically, what it boils <laughs> down to. Money is the root of all evil, people. That is the moral of this story. It turns friends against each other, loved ones. Yes, it does. But uh, with that, uh, Tom Holland's been having a bad week because that Uncharted movie that he's supposed to come out lost another director. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who was all, I think he directed, uh, 10, yeah, he directed 10 Cloverfield Lane and, uh, basically the Flash movie, I mean, the Uncharted movie is becoming like the Flash movie. Every time you turn around, it's losing a director. So you got the Spider-Man thing. Now the, the Uncharted, Tom Holland's basically having a bad week. Very, <laughs> very, very But bad. to be fair, that whole movie I did in the first place was stupid, so... Yes, it was. Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a prequel shot. I don't care. It's stupid. But, uh... So, uh, with more of the Disney Plus, being that it was D23. So, Disney came out saying, Hey, guys, don't pay attention to Spider-Man news. Let's talk about other things. So, they came out and confirmed that, uh... What's going to Disney Plus? They're doing She-Hulk. That's going to Disney Plus. Uh, Moon Knight is going to Disney Plus. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is also going to Disney Plus. Mm. And uh, they released a uh, photo of Captain Britain, Peggy Carter, as the new Super Soldier for their What If, yeah, series. I like that. I liked it too. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Again, this is all a campaign of Spider-Man, Spider-Man who? <laughs> we don't need that guy. Yeah. We got all these series. And also a little bit to me, when you introduce a Moon Knight show on Disney+, Plus, it's like, fuck you, Daredevil. <laughs> but also, like, we don't need you. Moon Knight's a pretty dark character, and they already said they're not doing rated R. Yeah, that's a good, actually, that's a good point. So I'm like, how is this Moon Knight? It's going to be a very PG. Oh, that's whack. Dare, I mean, Moon Knight should be darker than Daredevil. Moon Knight should be way darker than Daredevil. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Didn't even think about that. I mean, are you excited about these shows, though, in general? In general, I yes, am. I am. Yeah. Especially, uh, they also said the What If properties, they're going to do a What If for every Marvel movie that they've done. Oh, so like just taking an element from each of the movies and being like, what if this happened instead? Yeah, what if this happens? And then there's also uh, talks that they're going to also do uh, what if Marvel Zombies as well. Ooh. I want a full-ass Marvel Zombies movie. That'd and, be fucking uh, dope. And uh, with that, they had they said they're going to have Winter Soldier fight a uh, Captain America zombie. 
<gasps> Sold. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. How <laughs> uh, do you think I'm going to do Miss Marvel? Winter Soldier battled in a zombie oh. version of Captain America, Steve Rogers, and an Ironmonger style suit fighting alongside uh, Captain Carter, Captain Britain during World War II. Oh my God, it's the darkest shit ever. And T'Challa suited up as Star Lord. Wait, what? Star Lord? T'Challa's Star Lord? Yeah. The fuck? How does that what if happen? <laughs> what? what if? <laughs> what if what? <laughs> what if T'Challa got what? abducted by Yondu? Yeah, what if instead of uh, he abducted uh, Chris Pratt, he abducted T'Challa? Wasn't the whole point he he picked up the Star Lord because it was Ego's son? Well, what if Ego is the That's a kid, right? That's a black kid. Whatever. <laughs> I'm blue. <laughs> I don't see color. Well, what if Ego is the father of T'Challa? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, well, that's. I'm, I'm just, hey, it's interesting. Whatever. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, how do you feel like. We, we think they're going to do with Miss Marvel? That I'm, I'm not sure about because I'm like. Well, we. I knew they were going to introduce Miss Marvel at certain at some point, but I'm like. I thought it was going to be when when Captain Marvel was more established in the universe. Not the universe, because she's already established in the universe, but on Earth. Well, that's why I'm, I meant the MCU. So yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, Earth. So, because she's a fan. She's a fan of Captain Marvel. She's a big fan of Captain Marvel. That's why she named herself Miss Marvel. Yeah. So. After, Ms. Mar- after, after Captain Marvel took the Captain Marvel, she was no longer Miss Marvel. I mean. Maybe by the time we get there, they'll be like, oh, someone recorded the in-game fight and they showed Captain Marvel destroying that entire ship by herself. And then she's like, I want to name myself after her. But so, like, she doesn't have the iconography, iconic status. I know. That's true. I'm just just trying to fucking So part of me, I'm like, I feel like it's, like, I'm excited about a Miss Marvel. I'm like, I feel like it's too soon. And there's also her powers have nothing to do with Captain Marvel. That's also how I'm like... How do you get there from... Kamala Khan's an inhuman. Yeah, I've got stretchy powers. We already kind of ignored. <laughs> we're never doing that again. Yeah, we're never doing that. Remember, remember that inhuman's property that we had? What? The what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweep that under the rug like Spider-Man. <laughs> so I'm like, how are they going to do that? Don't know. So is she not going to be... I'm assuming she's not going to be an inhuman. Make her a mutant. We got the X-Men now, right? So that's, that's what we're going to do. Everybody's a mutant. <laughs> I mean, that's really what the humans are. They're just like, eh, we got space mutants. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not really. They're like, Basically. They're, they got their own mythology. <laughs> I don't like their mythology. I think their mythology's stupid. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I'm like, especially with them introducing the Eternals and stuff like that, like, all of that's connected to the Inhumans. True. And I don't think they're going to do the Eternals. I saw the, the description of that movie, and it's like, they're apparently all living on Earth, and they're 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 fighting a war against the Deviants. Supposedly, it's going to take place thousands of years in the past. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the thing I read was like it was like modern day. Oh, I've read the opposite. Oh, okay. That, no, that makes more sense if it's in the like far past. Because yeah. like, aren't Deviants? Because remember, if you think the about Deviants are because 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 the Eternals took place, they live on Titan. Yeah. Remember, Thanos said like his whole race is wiped out. Is this not a Thanos origin at all? I'm pretty sure it might connect to him or something because Thanos is an Eternal. He's a Deviant. Well, he, yeah, he's both. Yeah. But it's weird. I thought in the comics that Deviant wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just that some... No, no, Deviants aren't bad. Deviants are basically Eternal's version of mutants. Yeah. But the way I, the description I read was it's Eternals versus Deviants. But I remember, I thought in the comic they were like, they, they didn't have like, a, oh, fuck Deviants. It was like a, 
oh, some of our race are born different, and that's fine. We're accepting of that. Well, some people don't accept it. I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I just like the fact that Kit Harrington was cast as fucking the Black Knight, just like the fucking yeah. That's what I was gonna say. The so, watch continues. <laughs> so what that Kit Harrington was, yeah, he just became. So he went from one night world to another night world in black. Coincidence? In black. I think not. <laughs> and isn't his brother also part of the Eternals? Rob Stark. Yeah, Rob Stark. That's crazy. <laughs> he's, he's Eros. <laughs> Next time I see you, you'll be all in black. Yeah. <laughs> Black Knight, baby. Um, and then also with that, they said in WandaVision, I'm like, what the fuck is this show? It's so, got to be like that new Vision run. But Randall Park is reprising his role as Agent Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man okay. for WandaVision. And Kat Dennings is returning for WandaVision. Mew Mew? Yeah, Mew Mew. Again, <laughs> She's coming what, back just to say that line. The Mew Mew. What the fuck is this? Sh- like, Kat Wait, Den- why are they in Kat it? Kat Dennings? Yeah, exactly. Agent, Agent Park, like Jimmy Woo. And then uh, Kat, De- especially Kat Dennings. I'm yeah. like, she's not going to like, what? <laughs> that's odd. That's very, that's why I was like, what the fuck is this show? Hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. But it looks like the, the concept. And on released. top of that, like you're having Monica Rambeau in it as well. Oh yeah. That was the weird one. I was like, what? Monica Rambeau? They're, all three of them are weird. Yeah. None of them connect to Wanda or no, Vision. None of them. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, fuck. The, uh. Oh, the concept art I saw. The concept art. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's like 50 style. It looks like they're in a 50 yeah, sitcom or something. Yeah. So it looks like they're pulling from that comic. I didn't read the comic line, but that one where Vision has a family. Yeah, but that took place during... It didn't take place in the 50s. Yeah, I know. I don't think this takes place in the 50s. I think it's a thing where... Because also Wanda's going to be in the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. So it seems like maybe she uses her powers to make a new reality. And maybe Doctor Strange is like, you're breaking reality, bitch. And maybe this is how we get a backdoor. Oh, maybe that's so. Maybe how we get backdoor. Well, they said Doctor Strange of connects to Wanda, I, or I don't remember if, if it was Wanda connects to Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange connects to Wanda. I think it's Doctor Strange connects to Wanda. Yeah, I think that comes first. So, wait, what? No, Wanda comes first. Wanda gets released first, then Doctor Strange comes after. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but so I'm saying I feel like this sets up the Doctor Strange movie because then he'll be like you're breaking reality and it seems a lot like uh, House of M I know Doctor Strange comes first because Doctor Strange comes out in 2020 November 2020 WandaVision comes out 2021 wait what okay this fucked up my whole theory because you would think the multiverse of madness would fix unless she unless by the end of multiverse of madness she stays in an alternate dimension where Vision, whatever that whole thing, that whole scenario plays out. See, I thought maybe her doing this and bringing Vision back and like, you know, basically creating House of M, it would break the break dimensions and Doctor Strange would be like, um, you're fucking shit up. And maybe that releases Nightmare and all the things that happen in Multiverse of Madness. But now you're saying it's the reverse, so I have no idea. There goes my theory. <laughs> I don't know. I have no theories. Hmm. I'm like, again, what is this show? What do you think they're going to do with She-Hulk? I hope they got the big bulky monster She-Hulk. <laughs> no, I don't. I hope it's a sexy She-Hulk. But I'm hoping they do justice to the Hulk's arc that wasn't really fulfilled in Endgame. Like, it, something. I was going to say, do you think he's going to have that big of a presence? I hope so. 
I, I honestly hope that at the very least they they give us hints that his Professor Hulk form isn't going to last. Because if he stays Professor Hulk, the Hulk character is kind of done. Like, it, it, his arc is fulfilled. His his whole yeah, storyline well, I mean, is complete. He might be done, period. That's whack. That's incredibly like whack. Mark, like Mark Ruffalo, like Chris Evans. Like... No, it's not done until we get World War Hulk. We're not going to get that. We better. <laughs> I want Avengers World War Hulk. They can make that. They can't make a solo Hulk movie, but they can make a World War Hulk Avengers movie. No, we're not going to get that. I hope they do. I just feel like that's... How how dope would it be if you get a thing where in this series he's training or like, you know, working with She-Hulk to get her accustomed to being a Hulk? And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I, you got to fight the savage instincts and I got there so you can get there too. But then you start realizing by the end of the series that it's, it's not... like It's like a... What's that old movie... With the guy that was dumb that becomes smart again, like becomes smart with like a chemical injection. Talking about Limitless? No, no, no. It's a it's an old book about a mouse, and they run these tests on the mouse to make him intelligent. And then uh, it's this slow guy, and they give him the same stuff that they give the rat, and it makes the slow guy really smart. So I guess it's kind of like a precursor to Limitless. And then, but the twist is at the end, you find out that what was making him super intelligent is actually also killing him. So now he's he's aware, like he was never aware before, but now he is. Now he's aware of his own mortality. He knows he's going to die. I have no idea. Flowers for Algernon. I have no idea. You never read that as a kid? No. That was like a like a forced on us high school like Not uh, in my high book school. report. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's called. I think it's called. I went to performing arts school. <laughs> you think you would listen? Listen? To, I mean, read this then. But yeah, it was it was performing called performing arts. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Flowers for Algernon. Um, and that's sad. Like the, 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 it was a sad story because it's like, oh, you feel bad for this slow guy, but then he gets intelligence, and then ultimately, I think the revelation is he was happier when he was dumb. So I could see the Hulk kind of reverting back to being, you know, slow Hulk, savage Hulk, and it's a tragedy of, oh my God, is Bruce Wayne? I mean, Bruce Wayne is Bruce Banner going to lose himself now? Because he never reverts back to Bruce Banner. So maybe now, if he turns into a savage Hulk, he can't turn back. And they kind of threaten that and throw Ragnarok, but never follow through with it. So I would like them to follow through with that storyline. And I think that'd be the perfect way to ultimately uh, segue into World War Hulk. I don't know when, I don't know how, but that would be a great way to do it. But I know something's starting right now. I don't know that song. <laughs> Little Mermaid. What? Oh, oh. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I feel something started right now. Watch and you'll see. Someday I'll be in She Hulk. That's hot. Um. What? I'll send you some She Hulk porn links too. Don't worry about it. I'd rather watch Hulk porn. What? Oh, yeah, let me find that Zilla stuff for you. But also with that, uh, they came out with a release date for Black Panther 2022, which I'm like, why the fuck is that so long? Racist, that's why. <laughs> I'm like, 2022, like, what the fuck? How do you wait that long? Is that long? still Phase 4? It can't be. It's got to be Phase 5. Right? I don't know. There's no Avengers movie. This I was like, how long was Phase 3? I mean, Phase 1. I think uh, it's a phase every two years, right? Every two and a half years? I don't know. I'm just saying, who sits on a fucking multi-million billion dollar franchise like that for like four years? Yeah. Racist. 
Every other fucking superhero gets a fucking new movie like the next year. May 6, 2022. <laughs> Maybe two years. You gotta wait four years for Black Panther? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, wow. I don't know what you search, but the first thing I look for Godzilla porn. It comes right up. So. I didn't look Godzilla porn. I just said Godzilla penis. <laughs> well, that's why. <laughs> Who's gonna find Godzilla penis? <laughs> mm, this is Steven Universe Godzilla crossover right here. That's pretty hot. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's uh, sexy Why does dick look like a human dick? Because <laughs> you don't want a monster dick. Yes, I want, I want fucking spikes and shit. That's crazy. <laughs> I wanted to shoot fucking atomic nuclear blasts. <laughs> what? Wow. Hmm. Oh, wow. They did like a whole bunch of kaiju girls. Wow. Here's a really weird one. Who is this for? This is a... It's like Godzilla and a normal anime girl like falling in love. What? That's for you. That's not for me. Yes, it is. I don't want that. That's want, the stuff you're into. I want giant monsters fucking. <laughs> not little anime girl. Oh, shit. This is for me. Mount Lady versus Godzilla. I'm in. I'm saving this link. Shut up. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> He's about to kill her. He's about to blast her with fucking... Nah, man. They're about to have sex. That's how That's how Dojins start. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, son. My Demi and Godzilla... Two t- great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> anyway, so no, next video. No, no, no. Godzilla porn. <laughs> That's what this is about now. <laughs> you open this can of worms. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is another property that they announced for Disney. But it's not going to Disney Plus. It's going to the Disney Channel. And it's animated. Wait, Moon, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Yes. Oh, wow. They're really doing that? Animated Dis- D- Disney Channel. Oh, wow. So it's not good enough for Disney Plus. <laughs> I assume it's gonna be whack, like Ultimate Spider-Man, or the new Spider-Man show. It's like, like Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, like the Disney cartoons suck. <laughs> like the Marvel properties, they try and be too funny. They try and be fucking Family Guy. Yeah, they try to be. Well, not Family Guy because they're not. <laughs> it's raciest Family Guy. No, no, no. But I mean, like their their humor style. They do like those cutaways. Like I'm talking about something funny. And they'll cut away to that funny thing. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. Um, but the Joker movie has been confirmed to be rated R. Which, I mean, that's, that, that's good. Joker movie should be rated R. Superhero movies being, talk about doing different things. Superheroes, uh... Certain superheroes lean better to uh, more gr- brutal and graphic. Oh, he's still looking at. This is getting weird. <laughs> Look at Mothra down there. What is she doing? What is she doing? I don't know. But 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 it's like a girl with a mo- like. It's weird how they try to make Mothra sexy. Like what the fuck? But here you go. Here's. Here's the uncensored. That's what Jordan's into. I am into this. Here's the uncensored version. Wow, this is weird. Okay, that's weird. Um, wait, fuck, I lost it. I just had it. Damn. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there you go. There's Godzilla dick. Are you happy now? That looks better. That looks better. Yeah. <laughs> looks more like a monster's dick. There yep. you go. <laughs> but, uh... Look, look, Godzilla got an ass, son. That shit's sexy as fuck. She got a big ass. Godzilla with a twerk, son. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So we know what Jordan does in his spare time. Oh. 
But uh, speaking of things being done in spare time, I don't know. That's a terrible segue. We started this. <laughs> but uh, The Matrix is coming back with Lana Wachowski, Keanu Reeves, and Carrie Ann Moss for The Matrix 4. How? Didn't they die? Yeah. Especially Trinity. Trinity. Trinity dead dead. Yeah, Trinity's dead dead. Even Neo kind of died at the end. Not really. Like, you saw him looking up. No, he was dead. He wasn't dead. I mean, you do the, you do the Jesus sacrifice, isn't that the whole point? Sacrifice. Yeah, but you saw his. He was still look like he was still looking in the, like the visual representation of how his how his vision was when he, he lost his eyesight. But he wasn't looking. His eyes were covered. When they when yeah, they showed that bl- scene, because he was blind, but he still was. No, able no, to but see. they they showed him being pulled away with that weird digital shit. But I thought that was just showing you what the machines were saying, not not him. Because it was looking at him. How do you, how does how does he see himself? Easy. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the one. He's the one. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And then only one of the Wachowskis, not both of them. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Kind of concerning. But I'm also like, wasn't there talks about them doing a Matrix? I think what it was is because remember they were talking about doing a Matrix with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I think and, we're and ended- without the Wachowskis, right? Yeah. I think what ended up happening is because Keanu Reeves is having the Keanu Sans. They were like, wait, what? Let's get him back. Let's get him back. I don't want any more Neo, though. I don't I don't want any more Matrix. <laughs> but that's why I was I was kind of interested when I heard it wasn't going to be the Wachowskis and it was going to be Michael B. Jordan. Because I was like, okay. I think the concept of the Matrix is awesome. But I think by the second and third movies, the Wachowskis were up their own asses so deep that like it just became too pseudo-philosophical. And it wasn't like... I don't know, like that that gritty world they established in the first movie that felt so cool just felt so sterilized or whatever by the second and third movies. And then the action got fucking bonkers. So even that wasn't like, oh, the action's dope. It's like, oh, the action's kind of... Yeah, with all the CGI Agent yeah. Smiths. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. And that scene was cool up until the CGI scene. And also when they tried to go straight Dragon Ball Z and with the yeah, flying and that too. back and forth and all the... But again, that that setup, like that fight with all the Smiths lined up and them running through the rain, that was all dope until the Dragon Ball Z flying started. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't want that. I don't want it either. Yeah. Like the first and granted, we're living in a world where they could be like, Oh, remember Matrix two and three? That didn't happen. Is that what they're doing? I'm saying we're living in a world um, where they could do that, like what they did with Halloween. I'd be or see that the, would actually make me or excited. Or the Terminator, like oh yeah, all those other Terminator movies that didn't happen. All the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Would they you probably do the same thing with Matrix? You want so, that? So yeah, talking about Carrie Ann Moss, like yeah, Matrix two and three that didn't happen. I'd be a lot more excited for this if that was the case. Yeah. Would you be or no? Just like no, just who can like, leave it alone? Because <laughs> I'm like they're older now, they can't. Especially like Lawrence Fish, Lawrence Fishburne, like he can't he can't move like he used to. It could be a much bleaker Matrix. Where my my thing is, I I thought it was a big mistake to let Neo keep all of those one powers, like in the second and third movie, because then you had to escalate all the action to match that ridiculous level of power. It's like Ultra Instinct. That's why I think in Dragon Ball Super, it's good that they didn't let Goku keep that. Well, no, he could have kept it. They just didn't have to make it. As fucking outlandish as they did, but I think the outlandish is what made it cool. It's like with with Neo at the end when he was able to stop all those bullets and defeat the Agent Smith without even fighting him. Like that was dope. But I feel like it's something that like like Ultra Instinct. It should be a thing where you did it once, 
because in the moment you had all that surge of energy and training to kiss you and you awakened but it I wanted him to train back up to that level and then only reach that state in the most like you know crucial moments because otherwise it's too easy because I remember the first movie became all Neo like at least in the first movie you had the Morpheus fights you had the Trinity fights but after that it was just like Neo is the only person that can do anything and I feel like that hurt the movies at least for me yeah I can see that that's just my like I, I was hoping that he'd be like He'd be amazing at fighting. But if you're called the one, you got to be the one to do everything. But then it also would have been a cool trickle effect where like Morpheus is trying to convince the other people from Zion, like, no, he's the one. But if he can't do that again, it's like Morpheus, you're full of bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it would have created more like other things you could have explored rather than Dragon Ball Z fighting and fighting ghosts. <laughs> like, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> fighting albino ghost people. Like what the fuck? Uh-huh. He just got weird. I like the ghost fight. I did too, but that's when it started getting weird. Like even um, in the third movie where they fight that S&M club. Remember that? Yeah. The weird gimp guys that would, like go in the walls and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, so almost done. But uh, John Barrowman's confirmed he's coming back for the final season of Arrow. Maybe as a flashback because I'm like, how? You, yeah, didn't he die? You died. But then we didn't see a body. It's true. That's true. And you have to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. You have to watch it. I'm not. But uh, so, yeah, John Barrowman is coming back. But Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford are leaving Legends of Tomorrow. How is that show still on? <laughs> it's not canceled yet. People love Legends of Tomorrow. You'd be surprised. That's crazy. I but even for us, we don't even get emails from people talking about Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe people, the, they gave up. Yeah, we're the outliers. People love Legends of Tomorrow. That's crazy. But yeah, uh, Nora Dark and Ray Palmer are leaving Legends of Tomorrow. So him and his wife. Yeah, him and his wife, basically. I mean, whatever. I'm like, didn't she just join, though? <laughs> Who cares? Well, you say just. That's when we were watching it. Wasn't there a whole season in between then and now? Well, yeah, there was a whole season, but she's only been on for one season. Maybe that's enough. Maybe they're going off to live their life together somewhere just in time for him to come back as Superman and be like, what? The Adam? Who's that? I got to be Superman again. Okay, bye. Yeah, basically. (laughs) My man's making that Superman money. (laughs) That's it. That's all the news? Yeah. (laughs) Wow, okay. I mean, that was, you know, interesting news. It's just that the way you just kind of fell off like, yeah, that's the last thing. Anyway. (laughs) Like, no energy. Like, who cares? (laughs) Whatever. Hey, man, I'm still excited for that crossover. If it sucks, whatever, we're done. So, <laughs> But you got to hold on. Hold on a little longer, Michael. We're uh, so close. I'm, I'm not. The finish line is right there, bro. We're so close. I already can't. Over, overcomer. I already can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, this was a exhausting week of news. A lot of fucking things. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that either. <laughs> but I do want that. What? The Disney Plus stuff. Oh, yeah. But even that's like a consolation prize to like, well, you can't have Spider-Man, so we're going to give you these things. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me thinks at the end, I don't know, but I think they they may work out a deal by the, at the but when it's all said and done, I think they may come out with a deal. Because I feel like, like I mentioned they before. They have time. It's not like. Yeah, they got plenty of time. It could happen at any point. Even right? before this, even before this uh, debacle hit, there was no Spider-Man news that dropped. Yeah. 
Granted, could be like, well, maybe because they thought this, they knew. <laughs> but I don't. I feel like cooler heads will ultimately end up prevailing, especially because of the fan backlash. I could see them doing one movie without Marvel, and then coming to a deal before the next Avengers. And that's really odd because you don't need Spider-Man in this big gap. Like he could have his own movie, and maybe you can make a thing where he's on the run and he doesn't. No, you don't anybody. need him, but I feel like you do need him because he still has to, has to be able to mention. But there's no, like, because there's no Iron Man movie now. There are no characters other than Nick Fury that were integral to the Spider-Man plot that would mention him. And Happy. But that's what I'm saying. It's no um, Iron Man, so it's like where's where's Happy popping up, other than Spider-Man and Iron Man. There isn't really any place. Yeah. And Nick Fury, I mean, he's only going to pop up for like, you know, bigger things than Spider-Man. And I don't think he's going to be, if he pops up in Captain Marvel, but like be like, you know who I saw last week? That Spider-Man kid. You know, it wouldn't come up anyway. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can hold off until the next Avengers movie. But that's MCU. What about on Sony's side? As long as they don't fuck up that third movie. I think there should be an easy way to integrate him back. Because again, he could just be on the run and not have contact with anybody. Sony doing Spider-Man 3s. I know. (laughs) I know. And that's what I'm worried about. But I think he could do it. I I have faith. I don't know why I have faith. I think I have faith just because it was the the Spider-Verse. If that was animated. I know. (laughs) I know. I just just don't want there to be like a drop-off. Like even if it's like homecoming level. As long as it's not like... Spider-Man 3 or Amazing Spider-Man 2 with all those forced cameos. As long as they don't do that. Especially consider they're like, oh, if we can't play in the Marvel toy chest, we got to sell all these other pro- let's exactly. introduce Let's introduce Silver Sable in Spider-Man 3 and then spin her off into her own movie. You know what? If they're smart, this would be a great opportunity to do Sinister Six. You can't mention Iron Man and all that shit with Mysterio and Vulture, but you bring them out of... You, Mysterio's alive. Maybe he busts Vulture out of jail. The two of them working together find other villains. I think it's way too early to do Sinister Six. Maybe. But this would be a good way for Spider-Man to kind of be on the run. I feel like Sinister Six should come in like Spider-Man 6. That's too far. Nah. But it doesn't have to be the last Because you think about Sinister Six, it's like, they didn't introduce, like, you got Mysterio, you got Vulture. Scorpion. They didn't, Scorpion wasn't Scorpion. Maybe he makes some Scorpion. But that's why I'm like, that should be another Spider-Man Yeah, but then you need Doc Ock, Rhino. Yeah, that's too much. I don't know, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard here. Because <laughs> I don't want just Craven. Like, I know that's the obvious choice. Like, oh, he's on the run. Have Craven hunt him. And you could well, do no, that. They, they, wanted, they want Craven to have his own movie. Oh, my God. I hate you, Sony. I hate you. All your decisions are bad. <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, who wants a Craven movie? Nobody. And they're like... Well, Joker's getting his own movie, and it's a lot of buzz about that. First of all, still a bad idea, but at least it's Joker. Like, at least he's got the brand recognition. Craven? But supposedly the Joker movie's been getting a lot of good buzz. Okay, again, but that's Joker. It's not Craven. That's not what studio, studio see villain. Villain? Let's do it. I think even a stupid studio realized that Joker is a way hotter property than a property that's never been done before. <laughs> no, because it's the same studio that talked about doing an Aunt May, no, an Aunt May movie. Oh, yeah, that fucking shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I try and forget about that. <laughs> Maybe now they're going to They got Hot May. She's pretty hot. They can do a whole yeah, spinoff about her. Spinoff about her and her dating <sighs> life. I hate this. <laughs> Maybe she dates a whole bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, no, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Superheroes. 
The only thing I can really see is either Spider-Verse or a Venom crossover. But again, even a Venom crossover, who cares? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> He's not connected to Venom. I know. Maybe there's like a bounty on Spider-Man's head and Venom thinks he's a good guy by bringing him in and they get into it and then the symbiote goes to Spider-Man and that's part of the movie but then it goes back to Venom and then they fight again and that's how the movie and then Carnage shows up and that's how the movie ends I don't fucking know there will be Carnage oh god <laughs> you, really uh, want, you really want Carrot Top <laughs> hell no I don't want him anywhere near Peter Parker Tom Holland fuck <laughs> that but like gotta play with the ball where it lays and make the best of what you got I guess it's depressing. <laughs> All right, what's next week? We got any movies? No? I don't know. Uh, what's next week? I don't know. No. No? All right. So maybe we should do some catch-up. Maybe watch a couple episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Watch an episode of Swamp well, it Thing. It is the week after next. Ooh, that's going to be a good week. And we should do something for Patreon. I don't know what. Maybe some Spider-Man related. So we can cry? Yes. <laughs> I was like, remember the good times, man? Or, or maybe even compare it to like an old Spider-Man. Like, you know, we're talking about Sony Spider-Man. Let's watch an old Sony Spider-Man movie. I haven't seen any of those Sony Spider-Man movies in a long time. Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I haven't seen any of them. Good. <laughs> they don't hold up. <laughs> but maybe that's why we should rewatch them and be like, ah, man, is this what we had to look forward to? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's like, man, I liked, you know what? In, I, a, in a vacuum, Spider Man 2 was, this was great. But now you're watching, you're like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Would you want to watch what we consider to be the good Spider Man? So, like, Spider Man 2 or 3, or, or like Spider Man 3, something like that. That's what I'm saying. Spider Man 2, you think about, like. I, I haven't watched Spider Man 2 in a long time, but when I think about my favorite Spider Man movie, I still think Spider Man 2. Far From Home was up there, they were competing. So, now, actually, that's probably a good time to rewatch Spider Man 2 to be like, Ooh, what was I smoking? Like, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> well, you know, when you're in the darkness, you don't know you don't know what light is. Yeah. All right, so maybe we'll do that. But all right, that's it for this week. I've been your host, Jordan, with Michael, and we will see you next week. And maybe Sony and Disney will be back together. Yeah, maybe they'll, <laughs> they'll rekindle their marriage. Mommy, daddy, somebody. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly, ready or not.